ruin Cause I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to I look funny, but yo, I'm making money, see So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me Now gather round, I'm the new fool in town And my sound's laid down by the underground I drink a ball of Hennessy you got on your shelf So just let me introduce myself My name is Humpty, pronounced with the Humpty Yo, ladies, oh, how I like to funk thee And all the rappers in the top ten Please allow me to bump thee I'm stepping tall, y'all And just like Humpty Dumpty You're gonna fall when the stereos pump me I like to rhyme, I like my beats funky I'm spunky, I like my oatmeal lumpy I'm sick with this Straight gangster Mac But sometimes I get ridiculous I'll eat up all your crackers and your licorice Oh, yo, fat girl Come here, are you ticklish? Yeah, I called you fat Look at me, I'm skinny It never stopped me from getting busy I'm a freak I like the girls with the boom I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom I'm crazy Allow me to amaze thee They say I'm ugly, but it just don't faze me I'm still getting in the girls' dance And I even got my own dance The Humpty Dance is your chance to do it all Come on Come on, I do the Humpty Hump. Check me out, y'all. I do the Humpty Hump. Just watch me do the Humpty Hump. Yeah. Do you know what I'm doing? Doing the Humpty Hump. Come on. I do the Humpty Hump. I do the Humpty Hump. People say you're Humpty. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. through every single one right now. Oh man, oh man, they take the great ones, don't they? 
They leave the shitty ones and take the great ones. Rest in peace. DMX, rest in peace. Shock G. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. We're back. Sons of Slam show. In your ears on the Twitter, Sons of Slam show. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. My name is Chris Mindell. That is the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Not too bad. Not too shabby, as some would say. I do want to say this. My favorite DMX line was, uh, talk is cheap, motherfucker. <laughs> Hands down. Got to be the best one. <laughs> <sighs> it sucks. It's just, it just absolutely sucks. So we lost... Uh, Lost DMX April 9th, and then a couple weeks later, we get uh, the news that Shock G, with no uh, no result, no, no reason as to why yet, as, for, as to why he passed away, uh, DMX of a heart attack, uh, Shock G, 57, 50 and 57 respectfully, and uh, yeah. DMX was, was a heart attack, or was it, a, was it was that heart attack after the overdose? Uh it, the, the the official claim what I what I thought I read was heart heart issue heart attack. Okay. I mean I, I might have missed that, but that's what I thought. Because he had overdosed uh, somewhere around March, maybe April third, I would say, somewhere around that. I don't, my my timeline's a little off. It's been a rough uh, been a rough month, <laughs> but. Uh, he was in a vegetative state, and then I believe, if I'm not mistaken, on April 8th, it was either April 8th or April 9th, uh, the, it, it was a death hoax, Yeah, technically. It was and then the next city. day, it was confirmed that he yeah. had actually died. But he wasn't dead when everybody said he was dead. That's the big point about it. White Plains Hospital, where he passed away. Suffered a drug. Shout out Westchester County. Yeah, uh, suffered a drug overdose Friday night uh, of that week. The second, the second, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Rushed to the hospital in White Plains, New York, and was was in critical care ICU. Uh, there was so, they were told there was some brain activity. This again, this is at that time. And another source says he's in a vegetative state. And doctors uh, have cautioned he may not make it, and he did not. Yeah. Um, it lasted a week though. It lasted a week. That's uh, that's impressive, even in a vegetative state. Hit his last rehab stint back in 2019, uh, after he completed a 12-month sentence for tax evasion. He, he had some he had some issues. He had, like don't we all though? He had some issues. Uh, yep. Uh, with the law. <laughs> um, Again, but, don't we uh, all though? But don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> try to make a try to make that uh, make things right. Um, and uh, yeah, he just succumbed to succumbed to the drugs, man. Gone to fifty. I hate, um, I hate to be the guy, but Shock G was more of a shocker. If Shock G was, it, yes, uh, to pun, put it so lightly, pun no pun intended. Um, yeah. So with Digital Underground, do you remember? <laughs> you might be no, well, not okay. I don't know if you remember <laughs> anything Digital Underground related. So I, let me let me school you from what I remember. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell you exactly what I know. Yes. So I watched Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. Go check it out. Yeah. Great, because I I love history and the history of music is is a very good subject if you if you want to go down that rabbit hole okay hip-hop especially because from new york city that's you know where it all originated sure sure so my introduction to, to digital underground was through that television show technically okay later on i would go back and listen to old tupac songs and i heard shock g in 
I Get Around by Tupac, which is one of my favorite Tupac songs. Yeah. Very good song. So here's, here's and I'll, I'll connect right. And that's, that's just about it. Right and to I where you just. One, one more thing that yes. I know about them. Shock G, did not know this, Shock G was actually Humpty, and he stayed true to the gimmick, and he did not be at the same place at the same time. If he was Humpty, he was Humpty. Mm-hmm. He was not Shock G if he was Humpty. <laughs> Unless it was a music video. Except that one time where they were like face to face, but it was like a different dude. Right. <laughs> right, which they, they so, did a couple times. Um, please educate me. So from what I remember just right now, and I, I didn't really go into much as far as detail, but I, I was a huge fan of Digital Underground from back in the day when they appeared in, uh, and this is before this movie, but in one of the worst movies ever made, they were in Nothing to Lose. And this was with uh, Chevy Chase, Demi Moore, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd. Like this, like four powerhouse names of comedy uh, and movies of the 80s and 90s. And this was, again, one of the worst movies probably of all time. But it's, it's so crappy, it's funny. So if you, if, uh, if, you know, we say this all the time, with, especially with streaming stuff now. If you get a chance, watch this. If you want, if, you, if you're doing absolutely nothing and you're just, you're just in the mood for something shitty but is like, like funny shitty, go watch Nothing to Lose. And then you'll see in that movie, there's a, like about a, a five-minute part where the, basically the, the long, long story short with this movie is that it's a couple. Uh, they're not even actually a couple. They live in the same building. They want to go on a date. They get in the car and they drive up into Pennsylvania and they get lost in this town. And then the town basically has this judge who rules over and arrests them for a stop, running a, a stop sign. And then all you know, havoc and, and chaos ensues. In this house, uh, where John Candy's playing the cop, comes this band, and the band is Digital Underground. <laughs> and in that band is this small little skinny guy with this uh, bald-headed skinny guy. By the name of Tupac, <laughs> he's standing next to Shock G, and it was actually it, it wasn't even Shock G. It was it was Humpty Hump in character, and then Shock G <laughs> he was, always played the gimmick. Always played the gimmick, and Shock G was in the background as the background singer. So it was like Ooh. a whole. It was it was it was the band. It was a bunch of girls. It was it was just horrible. The movie was was terrible. But in that movie, they played the entirety of the song, same song. Okay, and that's Tupac's first foray into recording was on this song mm-hmm. same song and then he came out with uh, i get around which was produced by shock g mm-hmm. um uh so so tupac got his start with Dig- digital underground and then he blew up and shock g went on to produce other things also uh as part of he did the remix for i don't know if you know the song uh, the looney song i got five on it who am i talking to sorry do uh, i <laughs> i always got five on it not nowadays, but I used to. <laughs> you will soon enough. Um, yeah, so that was my anthem back in high school. I got five on it. Yeah, that's. I would say it all the time. The, and the weird thing with, I didn't want to get it. Weird thing like, with I, that song. I got five on it. it <laughs> weird thing with that song, other than it being a, a reference to all things weed, is that uh, if you just saw the movie um, uh, Us, that was the okay the Jordan Peele horror movie. That, oh right, yeah, it came out a couple years. I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. It's now. a good movie. Um, about two years ago, uh, right before COVID, uh, he had this movie, and the theme to the the movie was like this slow down remix version of "I Got Five on It." Anyway, long story short, Digital Underground did a remix to that, and they were on it. Shock G and Humpty and Humpty Hump were on that that track. Um, yeah, they they you know f- uh, worked on a lot of, of things. Uh, uh, West Coast, they were from Oakland, 
he was from Oakland, and uh, yeah, just it, it's terrible that that was the, a shock that uh, to hear that news of, of him of him passing. Mm-hmm. So rest in peace, Shock G. Rest in peace to uh, DMX. And DMX just had this, uh, I believe it was this past weekend, his memorial service at uh, the Barclay uh, in Brooklyn. And That's uh, how I wanted to. Uh, the way he was transported to the memorial service is exactly the way I want to be transported. That was that. Just a big-ass pickup truck with a casket in the back. <laughs> That is a that's, way to that's, go. That's exactly the way. That is an absolute uh, great way to go. <laughs> absolutely great way to go. So rest in peace to the two of them. Um, we haven't been on since uh, Mania, since we gave our picks then. Yep. All of uh, seem feels like uh, six months ago. Uh, it was only like uh, two weeks ago. And I, we, I apologize uh, for not giving you all the good stuff because we were clamoring. Fans were clamoring for us to come back and hear our ridiculous takes on everything. So... Here we are. So let's let's do all things wrestling here. Um, we have a lot to talk about. We have wrestling, uh, WrestleMania to talk about. Uh, obviously, wrestling to talk about. We have outside the ring stuff that just went from insanity to absolute craziness. Uh, stand, stand and deliver. We we have a ton of shit to talk about. So let's let's get into it. What In are the we... words of the immortal Anchorman, it escalated quickly. It escal- that escalated quickly. Uh, what are we starting off with, good sir? Would you like to start off with the layoffs? Yeah, so let's talk. And then about we'll transition into the uh, escalation. Let's talk about that. So last year was Black Wednesday, yes, April fifteenth, and all the firings that happened uh, then, and, and 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 fast forward to now, where we see a lot of them in AEW and and in uh, Impact Wrestling and wrestling tonight <laughs> as we speak, as we record I Sunday. Two of them are wrestling one on one currently. Uh, is that the main event? No, 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 no. It was uh, oh, I see. Oh. Uh, uh, Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, talk about having a, like a wedding with uh, Chelsea Green in, being involved. Yeah, that'd be, exactly. That'd be cool. Anyway, uh, I don't think she can, though, because she's not released to compete uh, yet. She can. And quickly on that, she may have to go back to Canada because she is not a U.S. citizen. She's here on a work visa. She has a work visa. Oh, my God. And they were planning their wedding before covid they should do it uh, and then it didn't happen they should do it at rebellion and and uh as a as a gimmick slash work do it get it get it all done like yeah. it's, it's real like they're married just like, like uh, macho and elizabeth absolutely there you and go. also kip and penelope yeah, I, was just I don't know why those that's the separate spectrums of it but it is <laughs> I was about to, just about to say kip um yeah so that, last year was uh was uh black wednesday this year the same exact day Black Thursday. What yeah. is it with April 15th and firings? Is that like... It's tax I, I, day. I mean, it's tax day. <laughs> I, I, I tried to look it up as far as like the meaning behind the firings on that specific day. There has to be a reason. And I, I, I thought I did my due diligence, and apparently I didn't, but there's got to be a reason. If you, if you know out there, please hit us up on Twitter as to the reason why April 15th seems to be the day that uh, firings go down in the WWE uh, I want to look back to see if there are more firings on an, on an April fifteenth that we weren't privy to. Let's well, let's take a look at the names that were released. So we have uh, Kalisto, yes, uh, Bo, Bo Dallas, what? Very <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, Wesley Blake, what? What? Tucker, Tucker, what? Oh, Tucker. All right, I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea Green. The aforementioned Chelsea okay. Green. 
Billy Kay. Yes. Peyton Royce. So the Iconics are gone. And the shock of all shocks, um, Mojo Rally. No, that's not the shock of all yes. shocks. Uh, that, but that, he was actually released. So Mojo Rally um, and the shock of all shocks, Samoa Joe. Yeah, that one was uh, that one was the shocker. So he went through and hosted, co-hosted uh, at the at the announce table, standing up during the rain night one in the rain and sitting down <laughs> at his table both days nights one and two. They they pulled a uh, if you're a Met fan they they pulled a Willie Randolph like they basically yeah ship him out there, <laughs> do your thing and then you get it fired and then you have to you know ship your ass back. Um, yeah, he he hosted both nights. He was able on the commentary for both nights, and then the basically next day, which was you know, a couple of days later, he gets the axe. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and he's such a talent, man. Of, of the names that I'm looking at on this list, um, I mean, I have a, I have a, the biggest ones are Samoa Joe and the Iconics. And the Iconics. I was I was going to say my I have a soft spot for the Iconics because I was at Mania when I saw them win their titles, and then what a what a 180. <laughs> like to just basically win the titles and then like just two years later just to completely get fired. Uh, what a shame! What a shame! So uh, you know Peyton Royce and, and Billy Kay, uh, not the real names, but they're they're doing the thing on Twitter. I would suggest you follow them. They're very funny, especially Billy Kay. And uh, the reason for Billy Kay, from what I read, is that uh, management didn't get her. They didn't understand her. Her gimmick and uh, you know the whole resume thing probably was stupid in in theory, but she. Is, I mean, I didn't understand that gimmick either. I didn't get but it. Either. I saw what was there. Yeah, absolutely. I think if anything, she can get on a mic. She can talk. Uh, she can wrestle, ish. Um, yeah, and you know, Carmella is kind of helping her get the pin in that sense. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and then she was a mania too. That's that's the other thing too. Billy Kay was that mania. Peyton Royce, yeah. they, Peyton Royce, they, they she had that little uh, outbreak, out, outbreak, outburst um, on Raw Talk when she basically yeah. said, "I." Some know, people would call it a promo. Promo. Go on. Okay, there's that too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If there wasn't a promo though. That was kind of like her doing like a semi work. Like. She All right, was, then Miz didn't cut a promo on Talking Smack. It was just an outburst, like a child. Well, was that a promo? Was that like him just pulling a pipe bomb? Oh, the same could be said for Peyton Royce. But there's different levels. I'm saying, like, <laughs> anyone cuts there's a levels pro- to the shit. I get it. There's, there's, there's promos where, like, uh, I'll tell you something, and I'll, I'll beat you next week. And then there's you know Peyton Royce where she's like pissed off and she's speaking her mind and she's allowed to get on the mic and say what she wants. That's yeah. that's a little different than a promo. Uh, I get what you're saying though. I understand what you're saying. So anyway, <laughs> uh, after that, Peyton Royce had one match, uh, one main match, and she's been on you know TV like here and there sporadically, but. Uh, and then she had that that stupid uh, uh, tag team with um, oh, what's her name? Woman's right, Lacey Evans. Thank you. Yes, and that, that didn't last since uh, Lacey got pregnant, and Billy Kay was going on her thing, and then you know they said that they didn't get her, so that was that was that. Tucker never had a chance once once they broke up. He uh, was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, I believe, all of five seconds. Yes, and he looked amazing. He lost, he lost a lot of weight. He lost so much weight. He looked Muslim. in great shape, and I don't understand why yeah. they let him go. Well, because they weren't using him. Okay, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I don't know why they had to make him turn heel for all of half a second and go against Otis. Right, and that, that whole thing was stupid. It yeah. made no sense. Just a reason to break them up. Um, so, yeah, so that was uh, – oh, and, and also um, 
uh, Mickey James. Yes, big one. So, oh, well, yeah, well, that was the big one. That was the that was that was the other big one. So Samoa Joe, who they just used at Mania that week, and then the other big one, who they didn't really they haven't really used in a while, but was is a is a Hall of Famer, and uh, you know, hired on basically, and and I, they could have used her for many other things. Uh, was Mickey James? So Mickey James, uh, three days ago, I believe. Let's see, make up my my Twitter timeline here. Um, Posts on Twitter, uh, dear at Vince McMahon, I'm not sure if you're aware, I did receive my at WWE care package today. Thank you. Thank you. Hashtag always blessed and grateful. Hashtag women's wrestling matters. And then the lipstick uh, emoji. The picture that she posted is of a black garbage bag with a blue uh, pull tie. And it has Mickey in a green tape on the side of the bag. So basically, everything that she owned, everything that was hers, uh, WWE talent relations, put in a black bag and shipped it back to her. Um, also of note, they did the same thing to uh, Maria Canellis. So and Jillian Hall, I believe, I read too. Yeah. And Gail Kim, I'm seeing a pattern. pattern. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern, and there's your title. Um, there is so there's that, and then Stephanie. McMahon, for those who did not know, uh, then posted at Mickey James, I am embarrassed. You or anyone else would be treated this way. Again, you just got fired by this this company. Um, her company. I apologize personally and on behalf of at WWE, the person responsible is no longer with our company. Now, this was also, to give a timeline reference, this was posted before everything went down with Mr. Mark Carano, and we will get to that. So there was that. Um, I know Triple H had uh, something to say with that. Uh, Mickey James then posted a, a long uh, thank you. I'd like to address this one last time. Then we can call it uh, call it a move on. I have so many amazing things on the horizon. Uh, let's, let's see here. I took zero pride or joy in the fact that someone would lose their job ever, especially someone I considered a friend. I am confident that Vincent McMahon had no idea that this is how we were sent packaging. It hurt. Uh, fragile me much worse 10 years ago when my belongings arrived on my doorstep because WWE was my everything. I've grown as a woman and as a person. Uh, skipping down here a little further. First started the business. Uh, one of the best pieces of advice I received was just leave the business better than you found it, kid. Uh, I'm legitimately grateful for my time at WWE and throughout my whole career. I'm looking forward to everything that is next. I truly hope you are too and perhaps you will join me. Sincerely and humbly yours, Mickey, Larray, James, Aldis. Yeah, so that was an interesting twist of events. Yeah, and then an even more of a twist. <laughs> but wait, there's more. So uh, with that came a ton of firings, a ton of firings. Uh, one of them was uh, Joe. The, see Joe Villa, uh, mm-hmm. Media and Communications Department, let go. Uh, John Cone, referee, who. Uh, is also in talent relations and uh, Nicole Zioeli, 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 uh, excuse me, director of talent relations. If you spell it, I'll try to say it. Z e o l i, Zioli. Z e o l i, Zioli, 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 director of talent relations. She was let go uh, after eleven years in the company. The, the The interesting thing about John Cohn, who's also a referee, and if you if you Google him, you'll you'll immediately recognize his face. Um, Mick Foley. Immediately went on Twitter and vouched for him, and he got his job back. Oh, yeah, 
Um, so it, it kind of led these people led up to the big <laughs> mega boss that was that was fired, which we'll get to in in a second. So John Cohen got his job back. Uh, a couple people actually got their job back, and I believe uh, John Laurinaitis was actually hired back on <laughs> um, as director. That uh, was a it, he's been there for a couple months though already. Yes, this is true. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time as uh, Mark Carano, and that uh, led to some other interesting things backstage. I also believe Nicole Z- Zielli, Z- Zioli, Zioli. We, we discussed this already, Zioli uh, got her job back. So uh, it was kind of like a, a rash firing of these people that could have been responsible, and then it, it kind of dwindled down and was filtered into who was actually responsible. Yeah. And so everybody that wasn't really responsible got their jobs back. The person who was responsible, Mr. Uh, Mark Carano, we will get to his story right now. So he was a uh, director of uh, talent relations for years, and if you since like season one of Total Divas, I was, I was going to say. So if you yeah, if you go back to Total Divas, you'll see that he was a prominent figure on that show because he was the one who actually, in hindsight. Didn't seem like you know everybody's friend and was like giving news as far as you're going to do this with this storyline and this with this person and we have nothing for you here. But he was predominantly on that show uh, as the the go between with the with the girls of of Total Divas and WWE. So this whole thing went down with Mickey James and who knew that this this chain reaction would happen. So all these people got fired, they got rehired, but this guy who's head of everything. Uh, Got the axe. And uh, it also came out that a lot of accounts of his character from backstage talent did not put him in a favorable a favorable light. Um, so a lot of you know, WWE talent about doing hashtag uh, fuck Mark Carano. <laughs> um, let's see here. I'm trying to, trying to figure out what else here. Uh, express... Uh, Many many backstage expressed remorse over the trash bag incidents. Quote quote. Um, as I said, Stephanie said said it would take care of uh, quickly. Uh, let's see here. So all this went down. He was actually also reports saying that he allegedly was looking to get fired <laughs> from the company. Um, since he basically his, his contract was was coming up, and that he was uh, accused of by Deborah Simmons of stealing title belts and also trying to kill her cat. Uh, that's a weird spectrum of... It really is. <laughs> that's two That's two different sides of his... Hey, he was stealing from the company, but he also wanted to kill my cat. So, of course, just, according to... It sounds like a conspiracy theory. We, we, we will get to Deborah Simmons right, right after this. Simmons came forward with another allegation about Mark Carano and claimed that he had been putting... Has been wanting to get fired for a long time. After 20 plus years with WWE, his house is paid for, and he wanted that big severance package. Maybe he'll uh, get it in a trash bag. <laughs> well done. Thank um, you. <laughs> so yeah, so there's there's that, uh, and then apparently I'm, I'm trying to find the exact wording of the cat situation. Uh, according to Fightful Select, many WWE superstars simply replied back saying "fuck Mark Carano." When asked about his firing, uh, he was not a well-liked person backstage and was also referred to many times as a snake. Um, the reason why they might actually bring him back, and what we had talked about before we came on, 
is that he, quote, knows where too many bodies are buried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, metaphorically speaking, uh, hopefully. <laughs> and um, I don't yeah. know Vince McMahon could be. It's <laughs> very could true. Be literally. It's very true. We have a, a graveyard underneath the uh, Titan Towers. Um, exactly. <laughs> guarantee you, I guarantee you something's hidden underneath Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Find the bodies, uh, the trail there. Um, yeah, so big severance package. I, I thought I had a, a link to the... Uh, the cat situation, but it doesn't seem like I do. A woman named Deborah Simmons has come forward with some very disturbing allegations, or maybe this is it. Following Mark Carano's firing, Simmons, who claims to be an ex of Carano, posted several tweets about him. One included a claim that Mark Carano tried to kill her cat. She says, quote, it's one thing to emotionally abuse and torment humans who can stand up and walk away, but to abuse a helpless animal, that's a whole level of unacceptable. Mark Carano tried to kill, uh, tried to kill my cat. She also, went okay. on to, she also went on to say, hey, at WWE, Mark Carano stores belts that he stole from WWE under the bed in the guest bedroom at his West Haven home at Triple H. That's Steph McMahon. <laughs> How funny would it be if it was just people's, like, actual suit belts? Yeah. He just took people's belts. <laughs> just the belts. <laughs> the, Vin, the Vince McMahon meaning of belts. This stuff is, that holds up your pants. This is all <laughs> <laughs> so literal. Yeah, look, look at my, my array of actual belts. Um, she also, she posted on... This uh, one's from Vince McMahon. This is from Hunter. <laughs> this stole, one's from Stephanie. It's got diamonds on it. I stole there, all their belts. Uh, she also posted, <laughs> yes, exclamation point, choked a cat and threatened to throw it in the ocean. Deborah Simmons, April 24th, 2021. Um, Does he think he's Anchorman? Does he think he's Ron Burgundy? <laughs> the fuck is going on? Throw it over the bridge. Um, yeah. I just want to see... I, you know, the funny thing, they should, what they should do is they should take... I don't know if you watched uh, anything from A&E, the biography show, The Stone Cold. No, I haven't. So tonight they actually did uh, uh, Roddy Piper. And really quickly, a very quick synopsis of that, of that show, they basically just went over his uh, career. So if you know Stone Cold Steve Austin, if you're a huge fan, you already know what, what it was, So what it is. So it's nothing new that you learn here. Uh, maybe like one or two tidbits about his, his personal life. That's about it. Um, they should, And then the show after that is A&E... They do the, uh, the the thing where the superstars go and find artifacts that are basically bought by fans, and they try to trade and get them into basically what looks like it's going to be a WWE museum, which I think is amazing. They should definitely do that. Um, Absolutely. They, that's what they should do. So that's exactly what they should do with Mark Carano. They should go to his his door, knock on the door, and say, listen, we, we understand that you have some things that we need in our museum. And then he goes through and tour, gives a tour of his house and then all these belts. Just like laying there. What I uh, speaking really quickly on the uh, Steve Austin topic, they probably had mentioned this in the A and E show that I haven't watched yet. Mm -hmm. But I did read an article about the original names for Steve Austin. Did you see that? Yes. So if you have them, please. So they are historical. Okay. So some of these names include. I just remember. Uh, I'm sorry. I remember Fang. That's yep, that was the first one. Fang McFrost. Fang McFrost. Yes, go ahead. Snowman. Mm. Otto von Ruthless, which not a bad name That's back a then. Very eighties name. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Ice Dagger. Cruel Luke. That's a good one, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay. Cool Cat. That's bad. Oh my god. And Chili McFreeze. Now <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Chili McFreeze. The other one <laughs> that was hilarious to me. Yeah. Was Mr. Freeze, as in the Batman villain. And if he had been known as Mr. Freeze Steve Austin, 
he better have worked in a Arnold Schwarzenegger accent because that's the only way it would have worked. Chill. <laughs> Just you see, you can see also like when he's going through this, and in hindsight, it's it's obvious now. But like his frustration with his character, especially when he was the ringmaster. Like you, oh, just, yeah. you just tell like that's just, this is not me. <laughs> this is not it. Like, of course, the ringmaster had you know early '90s, mid '90s, uh, horrible gimmick, gimmicky name. Um, so it's just interesting seeing these these big names and how they came up and when they when they blew up the the moment that they blew up. Uh, I highly recommend to watch. Um, and again, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Roddy Piper tonight. Uh, what else do we got? Um, Tony Khan was on uh, Busted Open Radio and revealed that he is considering implementing an intermission into his pay-per-views because they need to be longer, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that, that things... Was just something quick that I thought uh, I saw. To, make, to make, sure that things, make sure that things blow up uh, correctly, is that... It, see? There you go. Mm. Now you're using your noggin there, kid. <laughs> yes, we want to make sure that all... All hands are de- on deck when uh, things don't go the way they should. Uh, Taylor Wilde is back in Impact. Uh, by the way, uh, Rebellion tonight saw the debut of... William Morrissey. Who? Some people may know him as Kaz. Ah, Kaz. There you go. Or Big Cast, depending on which show you watch him on. Sure, sure. But he did not have Enzo, which I was pretty disappointed at. Now, were they always like a package deal? They weren't, but I mean, nostalgia purposes. They, listen, uh, those yeah. two. Who, who I don't care what you say. Those two are over, like a sunny side up egg. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if that made sense. I don't know if it made sense either, but yeah, sure. But I'm sticking with it. <laughs> uh-huh. the, the both of them were over like crazy. Yeah, and then when they when they split up, Enzo was really the only one that found success, I guess, because mm. he was cruiserweight champion. Right, and then Cass kind of just floated on down the river. Yeah, but I think, shout out to uh, to Mr. Morrissey. I think Cass pulled a Drew McIntyre in that he's more over now because of his independent work than which yes. is which is how we got this this gig now with Impact. Um, than when he was with WWE, which is just weird. Uh. Yeah, so so he made his debut tonight. Um, and I'll go on the record as saying that Kenny Omega is now the, I mean, not technically not official, between you and me, not officially, but okay. Kenny Omega will be, is now the uh, <laughs> undisputed champion of the world, Impact and AEW. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it. Okay. I'm very oh. confident in that pick. I if have... there were odds on it, I, it, those odds would have been like a minus 400 odds. Let's see how you... <laughs> So you you're basically putting up a uh, hundred to get like five bucks. Yeah, yeah, got it. Pretty much. So, yeah, I can't imagine that Omega would would ever lose to Rich Swan. Um, but then it also it doesn't it just like make your your whole organization look like a bunch of like like a bitch organization. Like you're you're losing to a more popular title holder, popular company. So. Like, what's the point of? I don't understand. I don't understand what impact gets out of doing this. I guess is my question. Oh, impact gets a lot. They get their their now. Uh, I'm talking about they they get they get it now. Like tonight, they'll get numbers. They'll get the pay per view buys. 
But going forward, like futuristically with storylines, like what does it do for them if when oh Kenny Omega is their champion? Like he's gonna it gives them eyes. So then he's gonna be the champion on Impact as well. So he yeah. so he's he's gonna be double booked. Yeah, think yeah. about how many times he's actually defended the AEW World Championship. Once. Yeah, All right. maybe I'll give you three times tops. Mm, I can't even think of three three other times besides me neither. The uh, the, the two bomb. of them to John Moxley, right. That's, right? I think that's it. The the, bo- the bomb <laughs> that happened at uh, exactly right Revolution. That and uh, you're telling me that he can't defend the the Impact title the same amount of times. Sure. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's gonna have to be. Where, where does Impact uh, film out of? Nashville. Oh, that's a trip. Yeah. Not I mean, really. I mean, considering considering things on Tony Khan's private jet, it's roughly forty five minutes. Okay, fine. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I'm. I was thinking more line, more along the lines of during COVID times. <laughs> that's it's a trip because anywhere now is a trip. You go anywhere uh, by flight. It's it's a uh, it's an experience <laughs> to have to go through all the protocol to you know get into another area that you don't live in. And uh, you know the rules and regulations of that state, so it's it's it is different. But you're right; <laughs> I'm sure he can get there in 45 minutes and in not not blink an eye. Uh, what else is going on? That's everything that I have. I let's see here. That yeah, it's really all I had was uh, basically Mark Carano and the whole uh, Black Thursday debacle and how that just had a chain reaction of insanity leading up to. Uh, than this guy and just him getting uh, let go. I, I I would like to see how that plays out in the next couple of weeks to see if he actually comes back with the company. Um, that should be interesting. I hope not. I never even liked him on Total Divas when I watched back then. <laughs> he always seemed weird. Mm. Apparently, he kills cats, so it makes sense. I haven't, do you, don't you think he's seen that that Netflix documentary? You don't fuck with cats. <laughs> <laughs> they are evil bastards. If you tr- treat them wrong, they're just evil, evil bastards. Um, I'm terrified of cats. Speaking of which, I are you? Yeah, I don't like them. My cats love you, and I like them. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, Speaking of cats, uh, this this Saturday we've come up with, uh, and if you you you, I'm putting an invitation out to you as well as to Stephen and anybody else that you know that would like to come over. we're doing uh, in in honor of the anniversary of basically the beginning of COVID. Uh, we are doing another mar- we're doing a whole marathon, so an entire day of Tiger King. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm uh, very I much. I wish I can come. I do have work. Though, very much. Looking for the, by the way, congratulations on your new job. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah. So if you have been a it's been a hoot commuting into the city. I'm sure it's fun. Uh, yeah. You got a new job. I got a new job, which is also in the city. So, uh, new jobs all around. Mine now. Mine is, now, uh, where is the city? Are you just going into the Bronx, like fifteen minutes away from you? No, this is on twenty seventh and eighth. <laughs> so that is, Ooh. yeah, that is down there near, uh, like uh, Javits, like a couple couple blocks, not couple, like ten blocks south of Javits. Ooh, Mazel Tov. No thanks. Um, yeah. Now that you know all that, uh, come to my job. Harass me there. So, we have things to talk about with. NXT and results from all that good stuff. Uh, so let's get to it. Uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So let's start with Stand and Deliver really quickly and just all the 
uh, all the fun stuff with that uh, events. And this was the the last time that NXT and AEW went head to head. Yes. And this, and if if anything, first of all, I like how AEW took credit for banishing them off a Wednesday. I would too. I mean, if you were in AEW shoes, of course you would, because why not take advantage of that? But at the same time, did you really? Because it wasn't really NXT's call, ultimately. Like NXT had yes, to move. It was USA's call. They had to move. <laughs> like they had to move because of hockey. So. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, my question, I guess, would be: Would have they? Would they have ultimately had to move because of AEW? If there was no hockey situation, the world may never know. Like a tootsie roll. Um, <laughs> I made that joke. All right. I don't remember. Take Damn. Full, take a full credit. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember who I sent that text to. <laughs> it wasn't me. Um, Damn. That's mine. So, uh, yeah. So it, it, nobody would know, and uh, they end up on top of that night because of you know the pay per view. And by a resounding amount, like it was like a mil to like six, have that. if you have that number. So anyway. Um, NXT, 768K, AEW, 688. I wasn't even close. So anyway, NXT did take the night uh, for their final head-to-head. And so now NXT is on Tuesdays. And I feel like um, I did like my Wednesdays, <laughs> like having the, the dual going back and forth kind of thing, but uh, kind of reminiscent of my days watching uh, Raw against uh, uh, against Nitro. But uh, like dueling pianos, like dueling pianos. But now I get I get more of a spread with it. So now I can watch Tuesdays, I can watch Wednesdays, a little here, a little there. So I I'm, I'm fine with it. It's all good. A little sprinkle of NXT and a dash of AEW. Dash AEW right in the middle of the week. Uh, so yeah, so stand and deliver did that. Um, overall, it was just, I, I, I don't know if, if there was anything that you did not like, please let me know. Um, cause I'm sure there was like, if you're really critiquing it you could find something, but. Oh, I, I'll, I'll give you something right off the bat. Please. The gauntlet match. As far as rules go. Not as yes. far as, not as far as the actual match. Well, the ending of the match, not so much the ending of the match, mm. but the results of the match. I didn't also agree with as well. Such as. Uh, well, Bronson Reed took that match. Yeah. He won, and he went on to face Johnny Gargano the next night. Mm-hmm. Only two. Only to lose to Johnny Gargano, which I guess makes sense. Sh- surely? I guess? I don't know. Okay. But the whole thing was that isn't it, it, it's, it was built as a gauntlet eliminator match. Right. Not like a gauntlet Royal Rumble match. So that's what, yeah. So you texted me. You're like, what, what are exactly the rules? <laughs> and I, I didn't understand what you were talking about, what that was in reference to, until I saw the actual match. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this makes absolutely no sense. So it's a gauntlet match that ends up being a Royal Rumble scenario because usually a gauntlet match is it's one-on-one. Someone gets pinned. That mm-hmm. winner of that match stays in the ring and then the next person comes out. Yeah, Kofi Mania. That was the beginning of Kofi Mania. It was, right. a, it was a gauntlet match. Gaunt, a true gauntlet match. This gauntlet eliminator basically ended up being a Royal Rumble match, uh, minus the over-the-top rope stuff, but everybody came out one by one and stayed in the ring. Yeah, it was It ended it, up being like all a, over the place. It ended up being like a like a uh, war games scenario. Like, yeah, like, which wasn't or blood and guts. Or blood and on guts, which right. show you watch. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, 
So yeah, so Bronson, yeah, okay, I, I'll give you that. So the gauntlet was was weird. Um, and the, let, let me let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree that Bronson shouldn't have won this match because he's been getting built up as this as this monster. Mm-hmm. I think that he should have won the title if he was going to win this match. Yeah, yeah, he went through all that and then just lose. It's kind of now. Dumb. Do I understand why LA Knight didn't win? Yes, if you really think about it. You don't really want L.A. Knight as a heel going against Johnny Gargano as a heel because nine times out of ten, L.A. Knight's going to come out of that match looking more as a face than he does as a heel, and they don't want that. Hmm. Dexter Loomis was the other one that me and you had predicted. Right. Yeah. Which that one would have made the most sense, seeing as how they're literally going in a Dexter Loomis storyline right now. Right now. Yeah. It's all of a sudden Dexter Loomis is just this hunk of a man that's that's he really is. I, I saw a meme today that it was like Indy Hartwell said th- this is the storyline. Indy Hartwell goes, "I would never simp for a man." And then she goes to Dexter Loomis and goes, "Never mind, I would." <laughs> Some shit like that. And that's the basis of the storyline. It makes no sense. <laughs> I I get a I get a kick out of that storyline. Um but it, it, yeah, you're right. As far as like overall, <laughs> and and just like what they're leading to now, it it would have made sense. Um, but but, but I digress here. Let's let's get back into the, so the order of the the card for night one. Uh, Pete Dunn and Kushida, ironically. Uh, so Pete Dunn got that win over Kushida, and just for later for Kushida to a couple couple weeks later win the couple. Days, days later, later actually yeah <laughs> it was a couple days well no it was that tuesday right so six days later so oh yeah right six days later I'm still so, thinking sunday I'm yeah, like, no so they had it on it wednesday two days later somehow. they had on wednesday the very first tuesday night uh nxc kushida wins the title <laughs> so which is much deserving oh very much deserving yeah no he's he's incredible but uh it was just weird that pete dunn in in a great match pete dunn beats kushida uh, on this night, so beach piece of future uh, cruiserweight title, uh, title holder. Which, by the way, um, not not really going to get into like Raw and, and AEW this week because there's so many other things to talk about here with the recap of Mania and Stand and Deliver. But um, I just lost, just lost my train of thought. This is what happens when you when you smoke too much weed. Yeah, I know. I've been there before. Yeah, not anymore. But yeah, I've been there before. That's what I was going to say. Thank you. So <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, you, I don't know what I did, but you're welcome. Nothing. I, it clicked. It, the crew, <laughs> isn't it weird? I was just think, thinking this watching this. Um, I saw that. I, I looked in your eyes and saw the quarter drop. It, it was coming. It was I, hilarious. It came back. It came back. So <laughs> isn't it weird how the cruiserweight title, uh, when it was on Raw and like 205 Live, like, like the segment of Raw before COVID, where the, like the it was it was a very short period. It was like the underground, the Raw underground period, where it was a very the short. Pur- the purple ropes. Yeah, everything was purple. So the ropes were purple. The lights were purple. It was yeah. like it was like the cruiserweight time, <laughs> and yeah. nobody cared. Like that was like the longest bathroom break time ever that they that yeah. they've ever had. Now it comes over to like NXT. It when it comes over to NXT, it starts getting built up. Devlin had it, and, you know, he still had it. The whole storyline with him being in England for the, for COVID, and then uh, Legado del Fantasma, and and them getting it, and uh, you know, it, uh, the the buildup of this belt is now like legit. It's like a legit, and I hate to say it, but title. you owe a lot of that to Santos Escobar. The, the, probably the whole He's thing. He's really the one that made it. The whole thing. 
to Santos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would like to say part of it's Jordan Devlin, but no. I, realistically, the only reason they took it off him in the first place was because of allegations. Yeah. So he was part of the whole last year. Yeah. Uh, the, Me, the Me Too stuff that came out. Yes. Um, yeah. So he wins the. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to that match, um, the ladder match. So yeah, it's just, you know, Santos Escobar. My my point being is that it's it now has relevance. So like when Kushida wins it, and they show like the whole uh, montage of everybody uh, in Asia going insane because he won this belt. It's it's a big deal because now it's yeah. it's, it's like a legit title now. So I just I just find it funny that you can have it on one. You can legit have it on your big brand on Raw. It go it goes to shit. Your whole the whole thing. Imagine if two hundred five. Well, two hundred five is really on NXT. Imagine if the actual like two hundred five was on NXT and how Triple H would treat that, as opposed to putting it on Raw and trying to have some sort of cruiserweight division twenty years after its time. You know, like cru- cruiserweights were big WC- WCW Attitude yeah. Era. They're not it really was the end of it was the end of no not the end of WCW. It was the right at the beginning of the Monday Night Wars. Right, that's the when be- the cruiserweight division really took off. Right. Right, and it's 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 a, uh, which is crazy to think about because Chris Jericho was a quote unquote cruiserweight, and back then he always said he was two twenty five, which is crazy. which is <laughs> which is insane. And now yeah, and now he's not two twenty five. He he ate his his former Jer- uh, Jericho yeah. self, two forty five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it, it and there's a ton of cruiserweights now. That your your TNT champion in in AEW is technically a cruiserweight. So yeah. it's not it's it's the moniker of cruiserweight, which kind of got he might be a featherweight. He might, might man be. is tiny. He's a tiny boy, um, but he's your TNT champion, and he's a great champion, and he defends it well. And so, you know, the, the, I think the moniker of cruiserweight is was dimmed because of WWE, and then yeah. it it, it kind of got picked up by Triple H, and it's like, listen, this these guys are great. I want to build this up, and he he did he did a great job. So him and Santos, uh, kudos to them. I went on, I went on that rant, but I was <laughs> I watching that match last week and how good that was, and we'll get quickly get into that as far as Kushida and Santos Escobar for the title. Uh, just the, the meaning of the, of the belt. So anyway, uh, Pete Dunne won. We had the gauntlet match, which we just we talked about with that. Um, the non-gauntlet gauntlet match. So Bronson Reed won that one um, with Leon Ruff. Uh, let's see here. Isaiah Swerve Scott, Leon Ruff, LA Knight, uh, Dexter Loomis. So yeah, so Bronson won... won Won that one, and then Johnny Gargano came out, and they did their whole pose down, and for the next night, talk about a match, man! Uh, freaking Walter and uh, Champa, Tommaso Champa. Oh yeah, Walter is, I think, one of my favorite wrestlers, only because mm-hmm. uh, now, only because he's just like, there's no like technical, like you know, fancy shit. Like he's just like will beat your ass down, <laughs> like just. Will chop you down to size, and he's he's a huge guy who just very and he's technical in his moves, but it, like it, I don't know, I, I'm just I'm very impressed with his his style. I love his style. That whole I guess you can call it a British strong style type of wrestling. Yeah, British British strong style. He's very stiff. Yeah, and I'll be honest, this probably shows you just how much Vince McMahon pays attention to NXT. Mm. Because realistically, if he paid good enough, not even good enough attention, mm-hmm. if he paid even slight attention to NXT, mm-hmm. 
or NXT UK for that matter. Walter he would be like, gone a while ago. Walter's going to Raw. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says, yeah. Walter's going to Raw. Now, Walter has come out and said, I wouldn't go there. I don't want to move to the States. I get that. But Vince McMahon is a billionaire. Mm. And it would probably not be too difficult for him to bribe Walter into moving to America. Would that be beneficial for Walter? Not or, right no, now. Not right now. Okay. Then my next part of that question. Would it be beneficial for WWE seeing as how no, it would be it would be beneficial for them anyway. So going back to Walter, it wouldn't be beneficial to him now, dot dot dot, mm-hmm. because he would get lost in the shuffle. There yeah. are, there are so many big men in Raw and SmackDown that yeah. he will We still haven't seen Keith Lee in over a month. Keith Lee is, is like is uh chomping at the bit. Champing, excuse me, champing at the bit. I got corrected on that last week. It's champing at the bit to come back on Twitter. He Wait, what? Yes, it's champing. So how are horses champ at the bit? It's not chomping. Why? It's just that's what it is. It's champing. C H A M P I N G. Like like champion? Champing. Yeah. That's I okay. I'll 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 agree with you on that. And we we don't have enough time on this show to go into it, but that's that one startled me a little bit. Yeah. People people a lot of people say it's chomping, it's not chomping, it's champing. I will still say chomping until someone else corrects me. Webster says champ at the bit is to show impatience at restraints, be restless. It comes from something said about horses when they bite their bits. Repeatedly and restlessly, they champ. C H A M P. So what's chomping at the bit mean? Oh my god. Oh my god, here we go. Hold on. Yes, yeah, that, and then we're just gonna do this here and then we're gonna do that. Bitch, you guessed it! You was right. It's so rare when it happens, actually. So I, I gotta get that in. For you, yeah. Yeah, shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> see here. So, yeah, there's that. So, champing at the bit. Um, yeah, I know what my point Oh, yeah, Keith Lee. <laughs> After all that. Keith Lee is champing at the bits so you take it back, and he's he's uh, going on Twitter and like saying as much, and we haven't seen him yet. So you know, we uh, we know that his, his missus is going to SmackDown now with uh, hopefully hopefully minus his, her, her uh, retribution gimmick. Her and who else? Slapjack. <laughs> <laughs> It gets me every time. Slapjack. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so Walter and Champa went. Uh, Champa at the bit went uh, tooth and nail. There you one. go. But um, went tooth and nail. Her title. <laughs> There's your title. Champa at the bit uh, went tooth and nail. Walter retained, and we had talked about a couple weeks ago as far as uh, Champa taking the belt and having him as UK champion, and that that would be interesting. But the 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 storyline of him being champion for 400 some odd days is intriguing. <laughs> it's very intriguing and you know like these these they 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 ride that coattail man when they have they have storylines like this where the the belt is held by one person for like you know 2 years and change getting into like uh, Bruno San Martino uh, territory here. Nobody yeah. does, nobody does it, does that anymore. Just like in no. baseball baseball when you don't have a a, a baseball a, a pitcher that will you know, pitch a full game. Nobody in wrestling does that anymore. Where you hold the belt for longer than like three hundred and some odd days. Like the longest yeah. I remember is is you no know, Cole on the men's side and uh, Pete Dunn Bailey on the women's side. 
Pete Dunn was just shy of uh, two years. I think it was six hundred and ninety something days, something like that. With which title? With the with the UK title. Got it. I didn't even know that. Like, which is funny because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Tyler Bate was the inaugural uh, NXT UK. I'm sorry, WWE UK champion. And then Pete Dunne won it from him, I want to say, a month or two later. Mm. And then Pete Dunne held it for almost two years and then lost it to Walter, who now held it for over two years. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, man. So a hell of a match with uh, Walter and Ciampa. Um, we had the uh, the tournament. So we had, uh, not tournament. We had the uh, three-way uh, tag uh, match. So we had MSK. You're uh, good. <laughs> the grizzled young veterans soon to be recognized as NXT tag team champions. Uh, just not today. Just <laughs> not this time. <laughs> just not this time. I like that they keep saying it. Kudos to them. Um, and then Legato. Listen, you, you say it long enough. It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. And you know, it's it, it had it, it. It was good that MSK won it, and I I, I marked out when they won. But it's just to set up for GYT to, at, at some point, to take it. Yeah. Like, MSK will have it for a bit, but, yeah, GYT at, at, uh, very soon. We'll, we'll have those belts. So, congratulations to MSK on winning that, that uh, match. And just, you can, you can always tell a good match when there's drama. And it tells a story in the match. And them going back and forth. And at one point, um, Zach Gibson, uh, Wesley, I'm sorry. Wesley was in, a, in a, a submission and he was about to tap and Zach Gibson came in and grabbed his arm before he did, hit, the, hit the mat to tap out. And then he passed out. Uh, Nash Carter. I'm sorry, Nash Carter, yes. I said yeah. Zach Gibson, no. That's that's GYT. Um, GYV. Well, you're all over the place today. GYV. Veterans. That's what I meant. VT, it's the same thing. So, <laughs> it's not right at all. Anyway, G- oh, GYV. All right, moving on. Moving on. So, yeah. <laughs> Next one. Your girl did something right after that. MSK won. Um, <laughs> and then uh, my new love of my life, uh, Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Io Shirai. Defeated the old love of your life. Yes. Yeah, sometimes they come and go very quickly. Um and but I now have a new new love of my life who just came into NXT as of last week. Sarai? No. Sarai, oh, Sarai. then I don't know. Miss Monet. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Forgot about that. You're gonna have to find John Morrison for that one. Uh, and I will gladly be, get my ass beat for that. Um, <laughs> Three hundred and five days, Io Shirai. Just for the prospect of it. Just a prospect. That won't happen. But just a prospect of me, uh, you know, having her in the background, like beat beat this guy's ass. 305 days, uh, Yoshirai was champion. And so that is over. And Raquel Gonzalez is your new NXT Women's Champion. So congratulations to her. Uh, your favorite match of the night for night one? Walter. Walter and Ciampa. Okay. Walter and Ciampa. I thought it was a great match. If GYV v. had won, that would have been my favorite match, obviously. Okay. But and I did get yelled at by Steven being like, "How did you not think that MSK was going to win?" And I told him straight up, I was like, "Cuz I'm I'm I didn't think hard-headed and and GYV is my favorite." And but that wasn't I'm going to stick to my laurels. But that wasn't a that wasn't a guarantee that MSK it was It almost it pretty much was. That MSK was going to win? 
Yeah. I, no, I see. I would have thought that GYV, after all their promos, those are promos, would have taken that. Well, it's because the Dusty Cup winners were supposed to go on and face the NXT Tag Team Champions. But that didn't happen because Karrion Cross had to injure one of them in a freaking double suplex. Right. So that's why it, it should have happened then. Hmm. But mm, his name slipped in my mind. One of them is called... Damn. Let's talk about- I would ask you for help. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, Who about, was the NXT Tag Team Champions before this? That's like Oni Lorcan and uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. Danny there Birch. we go. No, Danny Burch is shit. the one that got hurt. Holy shit! I helped. Well, it's a sight. It's a real sight when you help me with a name. It's it's rare. Uh, by the way, everybody just, take it in. Drink it in. Drink man. it in, man. Um, <laughs> I just got a. Uh, I just got a ping that uh, Impact Wrestling. Let's see here. Where is? Oh, I mean, I go on Twitter and check what's going on. Impact Wrestling features released WWE superstars in Slammiversary promo. Really? Impact Wrestling is aware, and this is happening right now as we speak, Impact Wrestling is well aware that WWE released 10 superstars. A few of those names used to call TNA home as well. Just like last year, they are teasing something big for Slammiversary. Uh, Impact Wrestling debuted a new promo video for Slammiversary before Rebellion went off the air. That promo featured quick glimpses of Samoa Joe, Chelsea Green, and Mickey James. All names that have been on TNA TV. That's okay. Okay. I'm I'm almost certain that's not contra because if you to- even talk with those talents before the ninety day clause is up, it's like contract tampering. Mm-hmm. But I think in that situation, it is okay because they were formally at TNA. So they still have the archives of a Mickey James performing, of Samoa Joe, of the hot mess Chelsea Green. So they can use all that in Slammiversary pay-per-views. So good marketing on them. That's what I say. I like that that gimmick of hers. The hot mess? Hot mess. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was funny. Um, okay, night two. Uh, Killing Dane and Drake Maverick versus Brizongo. Whatever. Uh, Killing Dane and Drake uh, took the win on that one. Uh, wasn't really a fan of that match. Your Cruiserweight Championship, though, I was a fan of. So you're, you had a champion, Santos Escobar, against your champion, Jordan Devlin, in a ladder match, which, you know, sometimes I, I feel like with, if they use weapons, like it's like a gimmick, something like a chair or something like that. Those ladders, man. Like I, I always think back to um, speaking of John Morrison, his uh, tag partner in Eminem, uh, which is his name escapes me now. Please, Mercury, John, uh, Joey Mercury. Doesn't, there you go. I not, didn't even have to say nothing. Does this not time. escape me. Does not escape me. Um, and when he got bashed in the face by the ladder, uh, I always think back to that in any ladder when match. He broke I, his nose. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> that when uh, was Hardy. Hardy came down and. And yeah, hit one end of it and just bashed him in the face and broke his nose. Um, I always think back to that that moment in any ladder match, and so there were there were some some tough spots in this match, and uh, uh, just well done on all ends. And this was my again. favorite part of that match was when Santos Escobar probably I think he landed on a ladder, and then just goes, "Ay, cabrón!" <laughs> that was my favorite spot, possibly of the whole night. <laughs> it was so good. Hi, cabron. 
Um, yeah, so Escobar takes, excuse me, takes the win on that, and uh, we, we talked about, excuse me, I'm so gassy. Uh, we talked about that during uh, before when when we said that uh, Devin was going to get the belts belt stripped um, because of his previous transgressions. Uh, whatever became officially of that, do you remember? Of Devlin? Yeah, in that whole situation. Was there anything that came of it? Judging by him still working with the company and them not just completely releasing him, I don't think anything really came of it. So Some, Something along the lines of a Matt Riddle. Got it. Okay. Because there's situations like Devlin where they're still using him. He's still on TV. Promin- yeah. Prominently still on TV. He just lost a belt, like wrestlers do. There's three different situations. Mm-hmm. You have the Jordan Devlin Matt Riddle situation. Mm-hmm. Then you have the You're gonna go Joey gonna Ryan go. situation, which is similar to the Devlin and Riddle situation. But that's like the far extreme, though. Exactly, mm-hmm. because he has technically never been arrested or uh, tried, I guess, for it. But nobody, then you have the nobody Alberto, wants to work uh, with him. Exactly, and nobody wants to work with him. But then you have the Alberto Del Rio situation, which is he has been arrested and tried for it, or currently awaiting trial or something like that, and people are working with him. With, so there's a whole... As of late, because AEW, uh, side note, AEW wrestlers uh, actually worked with him recently, and they got a at, lot of, they at, got a, lot at of a wrestling event. At exactly. a wrestling event, yeah, and they got a lot of flack for that. I was going to say, though, uh, your, your, your far extreme is Joey Ryan, but somewhere yeah. in the middle there is uh, Velveteen Dream. And that yeah, that whole it's, situation. It's just floundering. It's floundering. Like so people don't want to see him. He's not on TV, but he's not fired. So like he's he's right dead center in, in the middle there. Yeah. Um yeah. So I, I can't believe that's that thing's still going on. Like there's still wrestlers in the company that I mean, hell, Austin, Austin Theory for a hot second was was in that whole mix and now he's on every week. You know, maybe it's it, Maybe it's just accusations versus fact, you know, and you know, it's it's just facts came, you know, actual was actual facts in some situations, and others it, you know, became nothing like yeah. the Matt Riddle situation. Then you have an Enzo, Enzo Amore situation, which well, is that he was just toxic for the backstage, and they just wanted to get him out of there. Right, and yeah, he he dug his own grave on that. Yeah, uh, Bronson Reed, as we mentioned, uh, lost to Johnny Gargano um, in a good match. That was another good match too. Uh, let's see here. I think your main your main events of the night, which was Carrying uh, Cross taking on Finn Balor. Um, I was so happy that that didn't technically close out the show. Right. So yeah, the, the dual main event here. So this was the uh, well, sec- no, there was one main event and the other one was unsanctioned. This is true, but it was still a main event. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> sanctioned, unsanctioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestling. Uh. Finn Balor dropped the belt. I haven't seen him in now two weeks, but uh, Karrion Cross is still undefeated. He has to be. He's he's pulling a Goldberg. He's he's too well. Let's not let's not go that far. As far as just, as far as a record, he's that's all I'm saying. As yeah. far as as far as talent, he's far beyond. <laughs> he but is, that rec- that that record he's is far beyond uh, just Goldberg. as much uh, factual as Pat Patterson's tournament to win the Intercontinental. This is very true. Yeah. So that record in WCW, which was again. Uh, as, as I've mentioned, mentioned before, um, yeah, Kenny Omega officially won the, the title, <laughs> um, and I called it. And there you go. I'm not going to say I'm Babe Ruth. All right, but I did just call it. Bitch, you guessed it. There we go. There. <laughs> you was right. That's enough of that. 
Um, yeah, so he won that title. So, so look on on Wednesday night for the Impact AEW and the AAA titles because I guarantee you that's when he starts bringing that out again regularly. I think it's called the Triple Triple A. Triple A. Triple A. Mega Campeón de Triple A. Now, now I want, now I want Bad Bunny to go AEW, defeat Kenny Omega, and then you could say exactly what you said, and then add his name at the end. <laughs> el Mega Campeón de El Nuevo, Mega Campeón de Triple A, Bad Bunny. <laughs> I get a kick out of that. You know, the the person of all people that I I crack up the most when I say that now is Lisa. Like every time she's like, say it, say it, say the thing. <laughs> what babon? <laughs> and then she pees her pants. Um, <laughs> so Karrion Cross is your new champion, and we will get to babon in a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's a, just just a great night all around. And then your main, and then your unsanctioned main event. Let's, let's, I'll call yes. it that. Uh, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, which I think Adam Cole. I, I don't know how they 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 work these matches out so that. Adam Cole is still alive at, by the end of it because not only did they slam each other into the ramp and create, that was that was the spot that was the spot of the, well there were two main spots and yeah that was one of them where mm-hmm. Cole just played, what what did, uh, Cole Cole did like a not a suplex um I think he just like he shot the legs I guess is the technical wrestling term of it right brought him in and just and then just, he just picked him up and drove him drove him in. Uh, so there was that spot, and then the end of the night where Cole was basically draped over a chair. Oh yeah, in the ring. Yeah, yeah. There was that oh, spot. Yeah. So open chair in the ring, and Cole is has his body face down, draped onto this chair, and O'Reilly wraps a metal chain around his leg, his yeah. calf, and his shin, and does a leg drop onto Cole on the chair. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> It's just that yep. spot alone for both nights just made my you no know, give give gave this a, the whole pay per view an A because I give credit to Cole for even just being able to and then pulling off the the, the shimmers and the the shakes after after that mat after that spot um, and then the two of them cursing each other out on the way to the ambulance on the stretchers <laughs> if, he's, mm-hmm. if he's if you saw that during NXT they showed uh, the two of them yeah. cursing each other out. Uh, but yeah, that spot was just insane. So stand, stand and deliver was uh, it did just that. Great two nights of of wrestling. Um, I do like the fact that and you mentioned this on night one. Uh, watching it on Peacock, I still hate the fact, and and we'll get. I'll mention it again during Mania when we talk about it. But uh, but I do like the fact that Peacock did not go away for commercials. Like they were still there. Like yeah. when USA is goes to commercial or has the picture in picture. They they stuck with it. You know, still hear Vic Joseph saying we're we're still on Peacock and let's go. Here's the match. So you I can d- just clearly tell that it is going to commercial because they have the heart out. They 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 hit it, it, for lack of better terms. They hit the post. Hit the post. And then there's just that five seconds of dead air. Yes. And then you hear Vic Joseph again. You're like, oh. And but and also night this one. This is just Peacock now. <laughs> and night one. And then he's in, he's in the middle of a sentence. Then he's just like. And th- right, <laughs> and we're back on USA Network. <laughs> what happened with the, what? <laughs> did you just freeze? No, um, yeah. So there, there was there was that. Uh, also, if you heard night one, I, I forgot which match it was, but uh, I believe uh, it was actually the MSK match. 
because um, I vividly remember Legato and MSK in the ring, where you heard the referee go, three, two, one. We're back. Yeah, you, you, you heard him say in the ring. Like, the camera, camera shot was wide. Like, it was the left corner wide shot, and, uh-huh. like, they were panning in, and you heard the referee say, three, two, one. And then, and then, the, and then the, I'm okay with that if it's on Peacock. The wrestler, but then the wrestlers. It's just funny how the whole thing played out. It's like it's like a like this this poetry motion where the referee starts this, and then as soon as he does that, then the, then the wrestlers get into like their actual fight mode. Like you know, it's a lot of like chokeholds and and little moves here and there. But then when they come back from commercial, now it's the big stuff. <laughs> so you know, Vic Joseph comes and we're back, and then this move gets hit, and it's it was just a whole funny like scenario and watching. You know, the uh, the man behind the curtain kind of work is magic. Uh, so that was Stand and Deliver. Uh, what did you think? What was your favorite match of the of night two? Uh, my favorite match was... Although I didn't like the outcome of it, my favorite match was the ladder match. That was that was a good one. Uh, by the way, I forgot to mention the uh, the women's sex. Actually, no. It was Cole O'Reilly. What am I saying? Okay. Okay, Cole Riley. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon defeated the way. Um, so the, yes, there was that match as well. You did you did miss that one? Yes, sorry, ladies. Um, um, a quick update: Kenny Omega won both the TNA and the Impact Heavyweight Championships, so he will be showing up <laughs> with four belts. <laughs> he will be showing up with four belts. I can't wait till Wednesday. <laughs> it's either that or that's the no, that's the Impact and that's the TNA. Yeah. He's got. He's got. Two. Say what you want. I think the TNA looks the best out of all of them. It is an impressive looking belt. Although AEW actually, I like. I like their belt. Yes, the AEW one is is a nice belt, but that TNA just has that that big yellow belt vibe. To it, it does. I, I love it. <laughs> it does. Uh, so he's he's got four belts. This is just great. Um, is he is he the best wrestler on the planet right now? Not because of belts. I'm just talking about like character right now. Overall. Character, overall character, and meaningful meaningfulness to the company that he works for. This is a hot take, but I'm going to say no. Okay, I'm going to say it's Roman Reigns. Okay, strictly in the character, uh, he, he's got the one up on the character. Got I it. don't. I this Kenny Omega character is is weird. Hmm. I take. don't. I understand it. Don't mm. get me wrong, mm. but it's just. I don't. It, it's it's being heelish in a in a weird way, mm. as opposed to a Roman Reigns who is like, a fucking eighties heel, right? Which I don't know a lot about, but that's <laughs> what I can assume. I, and I, I would I would agree with that, um, knowing eighties heels, but. Uh, was this not the cleaner? Yes, this was the cleaner. Although I don't know why they haven't been saying the cleaner if they just want to like get away from that gimmick. Are they though? Are they trying to? They have not been calling him the cleaner. No, no, I know that, but I'm saying are they trying to get away from this gimmick because it seems like it's No, I don't think they're trying to the, get away from the, the gimmick. Same. It sounds like they're trying to get away from the name as if as if someone has that name like copyrighted, trademarked. Um, well, I mean they they were using it for a while. Like when he first in AEW, yeah. When they first, they may have mentioned it a couple times. Excalibur, in, in, all in saying we need the cleaner. That's it. Okay, no, it, it's not it, like he's being not announced like, as the cleaner. I'm saying it, exactly. it, was, it was mentioned. Like Jorge on, Masvidal last night was Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. He's not going by 
the cleaner Kenny Omega. Anymore. He got his ass kicked, didn't he? <laughs> Just like oh that. my god! And I love people saying that it was sweat on him. Yeah. And those are the people that clearly didn't watch the pay per view because mm-hmm. right before that second round started, you see him in the corner and his corner man is just pouring water on his head. Mm. It's almost as if he knew. I'm not saying it was rigged. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It wasn't. You can't rig a fight like that. You cannot <laughs> rig a right hand like that. We want to make this, this so spectacular. Here, pour this on your head so when you get punched in the face, it looks just so spectacular in slow motion. Got it. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. And whoever caught that shot of him just with the almost Afro-looking water that's coming out of his head <laughs> was perfect. But this is a wrestling show, not a UFC show. By the way, um, <laughs> speaking of UFC, um, and we'll talk about that, this right now a little more. <laughs> um, that kick, that cr- oh my god, Chris, uh, Chris Weidman, Weidman, shin on shin, yes, broke his leg, shin on calf. Well, it's calf slash side of shin, like yeah. his, his, he yeah. checked it. He checked. Well, he checked it hard, right? Like and- ironically. Chris Weidman was the one who checked the kick from Anderson Silva and broke his fucking leg. Right. So now that was the weirdest part about it. What goes around comes around because he. We live in a simulation, is all I'm saying. It really is the Matrix. <laughs> he kicked his right leg to uh, uh, what's the name's uh, left leg? Uriah Hall. Thank you. And uh, that's why you have. Your... I believe. I think. If memory serves me correct, I think that's who it was. But he broke it. It wasn't. It wasn't when he came back down. If you look at it, he broke it on that kick. Oh no! He it legitimately exactly the same way that right. that Silva broke it on right. On it White was Minnesota. it was on it was on contact, and then he just went down when he tried. He, yeah, it didn't seem adrenaline like adrenaline took over, and he was going, and then he put weight on well, it, and that was it. Well, was going weird. for all the second because then he went back down to 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 get in the stance, and then he just yeah, went down. Well, I watched it in slow motion, so it was like you know three yeah, seconds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was all of like a half a second because he kicked it and then yeah. came down. Like legit in that time, kick down, he went down, <laughs> and yeah. and he's looking at his leg. You look at him, look at his leg for all of a second, and then he holds his face, and, and then Hall came over and was like, uh, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and then he, Joe Rogan, the the announcer's uh, reaction was just classic, just like it, as as anybody would have the same reaction, like "Holy shit!" He just broke his leg. What what a horrific injury. Um, uh, the best meme I saw of that was uh, when the hibachi waiter brings out the onion volcano. Okay. And it's just Joe Rogan going, ha! <laughs> uh, since we're on the UFC topic, we might as well also bring up uh, Rose, Rose Nama Yunus and Zhang Wei Li. That, that left kick that she just took right to her chin. Right to the face. Woo. Right Woo. to the face, man. It was a great card last night. It was a very good card. And then she followed it up with... Uh, the, the dance of all dances, that victory dance. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to learn how to do that. Uh, anything else, UFC? I believe that's it. Okay. <laughs> UFC oh, there was, a, there was a fuck Jake Paul. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Yeah, how about that? So how about uh, Daniel Cormier? Oh, shit. What's... <laughs> I forgot about that one, too. Yeah, the, 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 big, the big spot of the night. So the two of them had, uh, Jake Paul and Cormier had uh, beef on Twitter. Um, yes. And he said, but he did say on Twitter that if he he, he confronted Jake Paul, uh, that he would smack him in the face. Yeah, that did not happen because he did confront him. They yeah. were, I mean, le- legit, like face to face, like inches now, apart. Let's let's be honest. It was a smart thing of Daniel to do. Oh, not cause... because Jake Paul was going to fuck him up. That but no, no, just not absolutely. The case. That's not going to happen. Strictly because he would have gotten sued out. The absolutely, ass. yeah, it would have been a lot of trouble. And so would Dana White, and it would have been hilarious. A horrible look. And I'm sure Dana White, like part, a good chunk of him was like, don't hit him. Don't do it now. Don't do yeah. it now. Wait, wait. So smart fighters like Cormier 
will wait to do shit like that to get paid. Like, why do it for free <laughs> when you can get paid and do it in, in a, a pay per view and get Jake Paul get his ass kicked in like thirty seconds and get like a couple mil for it? Here's something that people aren't going to want to hear either. Jake Paul's that smart too. Yeah, he will not do something for free. He right. will just antagonize you mm-hmm. until you come to your senses mm-hmm. and make a two million dollar fight for it. Yeah, <laughs> so he'll get his ass kicked um, for for a couple mil, and uh, yeah, why not? Um, but yeah, like face to face, and and the entire crowd going fuck Jake Paul. Uh, and, and Seth Rogen in, in his fun fun way of trying to explain it uh, over the mic. Yeah, there's. Who? Seth Rogen, Joe Rogan. Good God! Yeah, what a day. Um, it's been a long weekend. It's pretty late. <laughs> it's, it's it's also very late. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that, go with that excuse. Um, Joe Rogan giving the uh, yeah. I think they're saying F F Jig Paul. Yeah, that's what they're saying. So yeah, um, it, it was actually a very good card. Uh, very yeah, very good card inside and outside of the ring of, of the octagon. Um, okay, so now we discuss all that stuff. We discussed uh, NXT. We discussed uh, former talent relations managers, uh, executives trying to kill cats. Let's get into the mania that is wrestling. So, night number one, we had. This, I'm trying to get to my list here. Okay, so night one. Uh, so first off, out of the gate. Uh, Night one did not start without its foibles and troubles because there was rain to be had in Tampa. And uh, oh boy, was there rain! Oh boy, was there rain! And uh, yeah, which they, contributed to one of my favorite spots of the night, but we'll get into that in about <laughs> mm, two matches. Go on, ah, oh, poor thing. So, uh, actually, what in one, this is all I'll say for that. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so it, quite there was about a, a an hour or so delay. No, not not even. It was like a it's like a like a thirty minute delay. Um and then they had it was almost forty five minutes. They had, like, well, they, so they had they had the delay, but the, the funny thing part uh, funny funny part about that was that the commentator booth that we talked about before, so they had Cole, we had Samoa Joe, and uh and uh, Byron Saxton, the uh, your uh-huh. your raw <laughs> table there, standing up. Yes. So, well, no, it was just Samoa Joe and Michael Cole standing up at first. At first, but then Byron joined them. So Byron joined them. For I the, think his suede suit needed to be tended to. <laughs> you imagine? I'm going to wear this this fancy suit during Mania, but it's going to get rained on and get ruined. Yeah. Um, so so he joins them. Vince McMahon just goes, all right, guys, next year, waterproof suits. <laughs> I, I thought that that big <laughs> canopy that they had covered everybody in the front, like, the front row, the front two rows. Like what's the, what the hell's the point of that thing? I guess they didn't account for raining sideways. <laughs> oh, for wind? I can't imagine. Um, hey, listen, it, it's it's isn't it weird though that it's on a complete sidebar? Isn't it weird that of all these manias, like I can't remember. There hasn't been one. No, I can't remember of a mania where, especially with the, the rain delay. Yeah, without like any kind of like weather related situation. Exactly. Um, now the baseball fans and us were just looking for them to like wheel a tarp out and start singing the YMCA or some bullshit like right, that. No. That, that would have been great. No, <laughs> no, we're we're just going to show you clips over and over again until we can actually uh, uh, get to a match. So Bobby yeah. Lashley and Drew McIntyre open things up while your commentator table is standing up because they can't sit down because electricity, water. Not maybe, good. maybe it was foreshadowing who was going to become the uh, Friday Night SmackDown commentator. Go on. 
Okay. Because he was standing up all the time on Friday night. Got it. Just sit down. Ah, yes, that's right. I'm pretty sure he's got ADD, but go on. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't do that this week, though, by the way. No, because somebody was probably in his ear going, you better not not stand up. Well, no, but but according to backstage, we're talking about Pat McAfee, in case you didn't know. Um, According to sources. The legend Pat McAfee. The legend. Shut up. According to sources, Pat McAfee, McMahon said to kind of give him space to roam free to do his thing yeah. um so maybe you know maybe someone did tell him you know, like pipe down and sit down um <laughs> just to relax maybe it was cold cold was like you're making me nervous sit down um okay so lashley and drew mcintyre we uh, well, i don't know i'm gonna give myself that right because i said lashley would retain i don't know, remember what you said i forgot it was uh, a long time ago <laughs> so lashley i said lashley would retain he did retain so there was that match very good match um your spot of the night. Uh, so it was the tag team turmoil match. So yes. the winner of this match would take on uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler on night two for the tag team titles. So we had uh, Carmella and Billy Kay, the Riot Squad, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, Naomi and Lana, and Natalia and Tamina. Yes. Go on. So uh, I guess they didn't account for slippage on the ramp coming down and i don't know why it was only mandy rose but she took about five feet of a of a slip and then tumbled right onto her very nice butt uh, it was it was a sight and i'm pretty sure they they cut it out of the playback they did. Oh, it is so it, it is now gone the, no, I mean, among, it's on amongst, the internet forever uh, yeah well it's in the internet in my heart forever um amongst that ends another moment, which is would be in the same match. Another two moment, one two moments. One of which apparently, apparently another partner. three moments. Three. Yeah. Go go ahead. I'll, we'll, I'll clarify. Go ahead. So there was a nip slip with um, Dana Brooke, mm-hmm. as as well as Carmella. Okay. Who's the other one? Dana Brooke. Oh, two Dana Brooks. Two Dana Brooks. One Carmella. Hang on. <laughs> this is a weird question. I yes. under, I know that this is a weird question. I want to mm-hmm. I want to preface that. Sure. Same boob. Oh, you just gotta, that, that right boob, man. Gotta be prepared for that. <laughs> that right boob just wants to show. Uh, yeah. He's playing peekaboo on I love it. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so Dana Brooke and her right boob uh, trying to make an appearance. And then, uh, yeah, Carmella and her, uh, not as bad as Dana Brooks, but it was there. Uh, so after everything was said and done and the, the sl- slip It gate, sucks that that was the highlight of the match. The, the boobs and the slips. The boobs and the slips. I, I do give and credit. The- the nip slips. According to Dana Brooke, I give her credit. Listen, you, yeah. you got to roll with the punches, man, and she does it. She did it. Congratulations, yeah. Dana Brooke. You you roll with the punches, and you did a great job. So if you can't beat them, join them, and uh, they're going to be – they should they should really go with that. That would be awesome. <laughs> Imagine Vince was like, yeah, go ahead. Call yourself the nip slips. The, the, the amount of T-shirt merch that they would sell, mm-hmm. it would be it would be on Balboni level. If <laughs> – if this was the Attitude Era, they would have been called the Nip Slips the next night. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm sorry. The, the two nights after. Two nights after. I forgot that this was on Saturday. Right, right. <laughs> Forget my hot blondes. That's out the window. They, We're going with Nip Slips They now. They would be champions in a month. Yeah, <laughs> they absolutely. Would, they, would, they would get the Kofi Kingston, the Kofi Mania. It would be Nip Slip Mania. 
And yeah. they, would, <laughs> they would get the rocket ship strapped and they would definitely be champions by like the next night. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my Nipslow shirt now. Look on www.shop.com. Uh, Look on sonsofslamshop.com. There you go. <laughs> Just make the shirt. The wrestlingtees.com. Uh, AJ Styles and Omas uh, taking on uh, New Day's uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. We have. I missed, missed the match. I got it. Uh, yeah. We we have new champions. Uh, yes, we do. In, oh, and I oh. thought that was a great match. The psychology of that match was incredible. Just having AJ Styles, you had to have that. You had to have AJ Styles take the the brunt of the match because you haven't seen Omas wrestle ever. And yes. so when you find it's that's a huge buildup. Everybody's anticipating that, wanting to watch that part of the match, and then he finally gets in and just completely destroys New Day, mm-hmm. single handedly destroys him. Um. We have new champions so have new and a new Grand Slam champion in AJ Styles. And AJ Styles is a Grand Slam champ. Which, I, I'll be honest, I would say it's probably the quickest to do it. Hmm. I did not look up that statistic, but I would go out on a limb and say he's probably one of the quickest to ever become Grand Slam champion. Like that, that had to be, like, he went to Vince and was like, listen, I've won everything else. I just want a belt yeah. before I, I retire. I already said I'm not signing another wrestling contract anywhere else. <laughs> Why don't you just let me get a Grand Slam champion? Yeah, come on. I'm guaranteed. You, you really, it, before he even came into WWE, in my opinion, he was a surefire Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Obviously not with the WWE because he hadn't even stepped foot into it. But now he is. Now he is first ballot, 100% Hall of Famer. If there were ballots, which there are not. Which there oh, are not. There are not. It's not like they got to wait five years. I mean, look at Look at Edge. Really? What? No. What are you talking about? They don't have to wait five years. That's my point. They don't have to wait five years. Oh, okay. Years. It's oh, not okay. like I football. Thought said, I thought they had to wait oh, five no, years. Wait. No, wait. Baseball? Baseball. Who has to wait five? Baseball, baseball, right? Baseball. Yeah, yeah, So it's not like baseball where they have to wait five years and then you get on the ballot. Right. Styles will be on there. Um, so now he's a Grand, uh, grand Slam champion mm-hmm. with Omas. Um, very impressive uh, debut for him. The match in a I, sheer button down and a gold chain. I thought that was great ring attire. As, listen, you, if you can wrestle in a turtleneck, make it make it your look. <laughs> good for you. Just take the ninja outfit, take off the mask, roll down the the neckwear, and you're all good. Uh, <laughs> the match I skipped was Cesaro against uh, Seth Rollins. Cesaro's very first singles match in a Mania. Yes. Again, talked about that la- last time we were on the air, and. I, I, this blows my mind that he's been in, in WWE so many years, and this is his first match, solo match, and a well-deserved dub. Yeah, no, he had to take that absolutely. Um, yeah, and and now he's getting he's getting a huge push. Yeah, and the spot of the night in WWE's eyes with that UFO because they fucking hammered it on every Friday since then. Yeah, which Cole said it's that's the cool. Gr- the first time we saw it, and right. then the second time we saw it on Friday night. Right. But then the, by the 50th on that same Friday night, it was like, okay, like we fucking get it. And then he called it the, the greatest moment or the greatest move done during Mania or something like that. He may have said the greatest moment in WrestleMania history. <sighs> what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> what, what are Come we on. doing? Come First on. of all, already off the bat, Hogan and Andre, that's, that's, in my eyes, that's one of the greatest moments in WrestleMania history. One of. One of. We should, go, we should do a top five. Not now. But at some point, maybe next week, I want to do a top five best WrestleMania moments. I love okay. a, I love a list. But yes, that I would put that up there as top five. Spoiler alert, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are going to be on my list. 
immediately just bumped whatever it was at number five. So now, yeah. now it's in the top five. Wow. Okay. Zach Ryder winning the Intercontinental Championship. Number six now. No. <laughs> That's even top five. No. Uh, get the hell out of here. It was it was the first WrestleMania moment that I can think of. I don't know why. Jeez. Maybe oh. because it was in New York. I don't know. Unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> I already have moving on. I already have a couple moments in my head, but yeah, moving on. Uh, so it was definitely not. It was a cool moment. Definitely not top five or, or even top moment of WrestleMania. No. But uh, and then hell of a move. It was a hell of a move. Also, the fact that they that wrestling does wrestling in its greatest way. In that, when Cesaro starts spinning Seth Rollins, and they somehow got to twenty three, he only did like sixteen, seventeen. Like Col- I love that you counted them. I did, and I, I, I'll tell you why. Because the first time Cesaro did it, Cole was counting, like every half turn, he was counting it as one. So like yeah. he would, he would start at hard camera, spin him to the, the the fans. He counted that as one, and then he'd get back to hard camera. That's two. Like no, 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 no. That's one. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no, one. No, no. That's one spin. That's one. So anyway, so he got like twenty three, and and you know they, they pulled a. Pontiac Silverdome and the numbers there. Um, <laughs> so Cesaro won, won that, and now it's going to continue. By the way, all, every single match that we're talking about now, uh, it, it, they're, they're basically just replaying for WrestleMania Backlash, uh, which, yeah. again, they have to put a, a name to every pay-per-view now. Um, which it, it, And I, I like the name, actually, on the sidebar, but why, do we have to have every single match again? Like, it's every single one. Yeah, we don't need it. There's nothing new for the pay-per-view. Like, every single match so far for Backlash is the same thing you've seen in WrestleMania. Um, Agreed. Other than, than, well, let me rephrase that, but I'll get to that when we get to it as I look in this list here. Uh, The surprise, well, two surprises for night one. For me, uh, in my least favorite, well, two two, two of my least favorite uh, or anticipated matches, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Which I had absolutely zero interest in, zero. Mm. I love this match. <laughs> I, I enjoy that's, this. That's why I, going into this match with zero expectations lived up to it, mm. and I think that was the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, this was something that I d- did not want to watch. I there was no point. The whole buildup was stupid to it. Um, the idea of Brain versus Braun is just absolutely ridiculous and, and stupid. But the match they put on and that that steel cage was great. So kudos. Him ripping open the steel cage too. That was yeah, pulled pull the thing. Yeah, absolutely pulled Shane McMahon from that from in, from outside to inside was absolutely great. Uh, so Strowman took took that win. My second, uh, probably not only surprise of the night, but probably one of my favorite matches of both nights. Surprisingly. Just because of, of the anticipation and where it went was the Miz and John Morrison versus Damian Priest and Bob Bone. Bob Bone. Who knew that this kid was training like, like he was training? Like he was competing in the Olympics. <laughs> I mean, I mean, reports came out and said that he was training like every fucking day at the Performance Center. And it showed. It definitely did. It showed he did a, he did he did a, a fly he, he did a flying uh he flew off the top of the of the, the ring post onto the floor. Yeah. Onto Miz and Morrison. Yeah. He did not not a destroyer. He did a um Oh no no no. That was a destroyer. No, like, not, I'm sorry, not the destroyer. The uh like the one wing angel he did with priest. Yes. Yeah. Like these moves that like 
there's no way in hell like uh, an outsider should be doing. He definitely trained, and you could see yeah. it. And he got kudos. Which got kudos. is why I give this the second best celebrity match of all time. Second. Yes. I say first. Well, who's your first? And I, I know you do. You know who my first is. Pat McAfee's my first because he okay. did not do any fucking training for it. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Okay. Plain and simple. All right. This this is my this also is Bad Bonnie isn't the rookie of the year. If you think about it, Pat McAfee did a one on one with Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. He also did a War Games match. That's that War Games Steel Cage War, war games. games. Don't don't pull at me, please. I know it's late, but don't pull at me. One on one, and he excelled in that match. He did. And it was incredible. He did. The problem that being said, the problem Bad is, Bunny was very impressive. The, he was. He was very impressive. The problem was is that it's on NXT, and yes, if he did that on Mania, he also doesn't have the same name as Bad Bunny. Oh no, I'm sorry, Babon. So if if he uh, if he had the same recognition as Babon, then uh, he, he would he would definitely get more uh, kudos for it. But listen. I give credit where credit is due, and I will eat my words for both those matches. For the Steel Cage match, for this match here with Bad Bunny, I, I give both kudos. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Um, and you know, thinking that Priest would have to carry this match, he, he didn't. <laughs> he, he didn't. No. I do give, I also give credit to Morrison and Miz for you know doing the spots and, and helping Bunny to, to get to those spots correctly. Yeah. You could, see the, you could clearly see when those spots happened, but... Oh my god! Like it's it's impressive that he was able to pull those those moves off. Um, and then your main event, which I thought we would get a uh, a uh, Becky Becky Lynch sighting, not so much. Yes, um, did yes. not happen. But uh, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks, uh, very impressive. I will say though, that I read that the Belair Banks moment at the beginning, which I thought I, I was very I thought it was genuine. I thought it was genuine too. Not so much. I thought it was genuine for the simple fact that Sasha really didn't. I, I didn't see Sasha cry. She did not cry. Belair. I saw her get a little emotional, a little misty. But then she was the consummate heel, right? And she just wouldn't let it. And she's also a professional and didn't let it get her too overwhelmed by it. I thought Belair that being was, said, was very genuine, but again, apparently not. Belair had to have been genuine. If not, she's going to be the next biggest actor in Hollywood. <laughs> the Academy Award goes to, yeah, that was. A, I mean, it was a very good performance. You can't or... fake some. If you can fake something like that, honey, you're in the wrong business. Yeah, I don't know why. Respectfully, why Banks would have that moment. I understand why Bel Air would have that moment. That's her first moment. Banks has I been there. I think before. the whole thing like was act, that act like you've been there before, and she did. Whereas Bel Air's never been there before. Exactly, and that that was the sentiment that came across, but. I think the whole thing behind it was that, you know, it was the first, they were the first black women to main event a WrestleMania. That was the big story behind it, mm. which they didn't seem to say until WrestleMania. Right. Yeah, that, which, was, that wasn't I, I guess I get because they didn't really say it was the main event until like, what, two days before Mania? No, they were all, it was, it was like a week or so before. After before before SmackDown, yeah. Before that oh. SmackDown, yes, yeah. Okay, yeah, but but, but the, still, but the idea they, was, they didn't they didn't say why it was historic. 
Right. This is going to be a historic main event. They didn't explain why. We all knew why. We're not idiots, why, why, Michael. I'm not. I don't understand why that would not have been something. Like, wait, oh, you're ashamed of that? <laughs> you're ashamed of that fact? That, yeah, exactly. Like, you, you touted, uh, you know, WrestleMania uh, 35, you touted that uh, three women for the first time were going to main event WrestleMania. That was a huge deal. They, yeah, why? They, because they're white? Yeah, because they're white. <laughs> it, was, it was a huge deal because it was women. Women, for the first time, were, were headlining a mania. That's a yeah. tremendously huge deal. And then you, you hearken back to, you know, uh, 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 Trish Stratus and Lita main eventing Raw. Like, that was a big deal. Like, you yes. know, and that was, just, that was just a Monday night, <laughs> you know, during the Attitude Era. Now you're, you have, fast forward all these years later, you have these th- three women main eventing WrestleMania. And now fast forward a couple years later, and you have two black women re- uh, main eventing WrestleMania. Nobody ever said anything. I know. Until, re- until WrestleMania happened and Cole finally decided to spill the beans. Like, like we, yeah, like we're, oh my, holy shit, like the veil's just been lifted. Thanks, Mike. Like, like oh my God, it. yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. They're two black women. Why didn't I see that before? Yeah. Uh, I don't see color. That's dummy. Why. <laughs> I don't see color. I just see a person. Anybody that says I don't see color, I automatically assume is racist. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you have to, you have to justify. I don't see color. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, all right. So that was night one. Um, Night two, and and by the way, uh, with your hosts of Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan, uh, <laughs> that was great. Just your your ebony and ivory uh, <laughs> duet over here. Are uh, we uh, are we gonna <laughs> explain the coincidence in uh, Titus O'Neil going into the Hall of Fame the same day, the same year that he has to host with? Uh, I don't want to say noted racist, but Hulk Hogan. <laughs> His uh, his warrior award, um, I, I think well deserved though. I mean, yes, absolutely. For, he's for, done amazing work outside of the for everything that he does. Right for everything that he does now, he's not really wrestling anymore. I I think he is their biggest ambassador. He is their ambassador. <laughs> like he yeah. is their ambassador. That's that that you think you you've hit. Well, let's see. I shouldn't say that. I was gonna say you probably hit Pater, but the, he probably wants to wrestle. <laughs> I think that's what he wants to do ultimately is wrestle. But yeah. it's not a bad gig to have. It's like you're no. employed by WWE to basically travel the world on their behalf and just tout goodness. <laughs> and uh, and he's done that for however many years now. So, you know, good on him. Um, no no flubs from Hogan. No uh, Raymond Jason Arena. Um, we didn't get that from Hogan. Uh, we did get... We... Welcome to the Jaden James stage. Hogan's... <laughs> oh, no, uh, but we think James. I'm pretty sure the person you just said was a porn star. Is a porn star. <laughs> did I just say Jenna Jameson? Um, <laughs> uh, we did get a fake NWO uh, belt <laughs> from from them uh, when they came out during their Hall of Fame uh, moment. It was certainly taken off the rack at one of the merchandise stands. stands. Merch stands. There we go. There you go. Yes. Concession. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also kudos to uh, BB Rex, who I also love and will uh, marry someday. Oh, good swing. guy. Yeah, she's swinging. Swing, swing indeed. Uh, night two, I want to understand why, after this entire buildup for months, months and months and months and months and months and months and months, 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 the end to Orton and Fiend. Now, I will start off by saying that I thoroughly, absolutely loved. Love, love, loved the Fiend's entrance. Loved that yes. that Alexa came out with the the Jack in the Box, 
that when she yes. opened it, that it he came out and it lifted up and that whole and the weekend the weekend style running through the hallway. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that whole the whole thing, like the entire the entirety of that production was a plus. Like whoever mm. cre- came up with that, I'm sure he, he did, but whoever helped him in pr- actually producing like the cinematography and getting all that whole thing together, kudos to everybody who came came up with that. Amazing. Whoever dropped the ball on that moment after that, and if that's Vince, I wouldn't be shocked. But whoever came up with the the end to that should be shot. Absolutely. I don't understand why it takes one RKO to take down the Fiend, but Seth Rollins can curb stomp him 15 times and then attempt to <laughs> attempt what, to murder him with a steel with a In what match? I don't know. I think <laughs> I had it in a dream. <laughs> it was a hot fever dream. Uh, <laughs> it was a mad fever dream. Uh, uh yeah. But that being said, why does it take one one RKO to take down the Fiend? That's yeah. my question. I will also give credit to uh, the people who came up with that contraption for Alexa Bliss when she changed characters. Uh, that looked yeah. incredibly creepy, and it looked good. Uh, I don't know why they decided to separate the two of them. Like You built up all of this love and affection and Alexa Bliss uh, basically being your person to kind of stand in your, your stead this entire time until you came back. You finally come back, and she turns on you. Well, you had you had sent us the picture of Bray's tweet, and that's where I think that they're going with it, mm. the whole Samson and Delilah thing. Right, right. Which, full disclosure, I did. I've heard the names before, never actually knew what it was about. And I, too. Whatever I can do to help. And you impose your wisdom. They <laughs> impose my wisdom. So, yes, so if you do not know the story of Samson and Delilah, please look it up because that is pretty much exactly what's happening uh, right now between The Fiend and yeah. Alexa Bliss. Um, so, yeah, so so Fiend gets distracted by Bliss with this, like, this black blood coming down, streaking on her face. It looked incredible. Um, and then, yeah, as you said, Orton hits him with one RKO and he gets the three count. And so, and, and then all, you know, the sold out crowd, according to them, of 25,000 people booed. <laughs> they all booed, and rightfully so. Uh, I I can't blame you. You wanted fans, you got fans. Now, now you know. You you were always always so upset with the idea of not knowing what the reaction would be because there was nobody in the crowd. Now you had somebody in the crowd, and they told you what they thought. And good good yeah. for them. Thank, and thank you for representing us. <laughs> by the way, and representing at least me in in the thought of what the hell did I just watch and why is this the end result in having Orton win? It, it's it's just bullshit. Um. Agreed. Just an, another idea of you build this guy, this undefeatable character, and then you defeat him. It, what, it makes no sense. There's, there's no point. I'm sorry. I ramble on with this. This, it, this is just another WWE shit stain. That uh... Speaking <laughs> of no point, um, Nia Jax defeated. <laughs> Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax defeating an Italian Tamina. And uh, listen, uh, Tamina actually for the first time got cheered. <laughs> <laughs> like people were actually cheering her on to like to win this whole thing. Um, I was cheering her on. Go go figure. No, I I so was I. I just it was just I find it funny that the, no she never gets any kind of pull, any kind of like pop for anything. And then the first yeah. time we get we get fans in the audience, uh, they, they're all behind Tamina. Um, but yeah, so Baszler and, and Jax in a in a Bronson Reed uh, moment uh, retain the belts uh, after going through a tournament. Um, yeah. Seems like they're re- recycling stories here. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, outstanding match. Uh, I also, by the way, want to go back to the, uh, really quickly the Bel Air and Banks match. Mm-hmm. Two two spots in that match where the the press over Bel Air's head of Banks 
Oh, uh, yeah. Walking up the stairs. Very impressive. And then her taking her hair and whipping the shit. <laughs> whipping the ever-loving shit out of Sasha Banks and her stomach. And then the aftermath, if you see, we go on Twitter and see the, her side, just the scar that that left. And you that heard... That welt is about... You heard that... Seven to eight inches long. It's like across her whole rib cage. Um, and, and it looks like just like a, a birthmark. Uh, like you heard that in the arena, and the entire arena just went, oh! <laughs> just it looks Stadium, so... let's get it right. Thank you. Stadium. <laughs> Sorry, people, Hulk Hogan. Uh... So Owens and Sami Zayn in a very impressive match, uh, just beating the, the shit out of each other. Uh, Kevin Owens takes that match. Um, and then stuns Logan Paul after, and say what you want, yeah. Logan Paul sold the shit out of that. He did. Yeah, yeah. kudos to Logan Paul <laughs> for uh, for pulling off that uh, the sell of the, the stunner. And kudos to him even more for going on his own podcast and saying that, hey, man, this stuff's real. I don't know what everybody says about this because this is our show, the F-word bullshit. It's real. It's this stuff's real. Everybody's like, "Hey, man, you sold the, you sold that incredibly well." He's like, "Sold." I was hurt. <laughs> I did like the went at the end of it. He goes, "Why did he do that?" Yeah. <laughs> and then it went to black. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? Fade to black. Um, Sheamus and Riddle, and uh, another. I should have bet on these matches. Uh, Sheamus is your new champion. Your new United States champion. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. But <laughs> I should have, right, because right before uh, RVD gave Matt Riddle some uh, rolling papers, which <laughs> he, he was you put, you put the instruments in the hands of a of the offender, and you know it's bound to happen. Oh, the offender! <laughs> I don't know why that was the first first word that came to my mind. By the way, I, I did I did appreciate the uh, I don't know if we talked about it. Probably, probably did. But I'll just bring it up again. The uh, the Riddle and RVD uh, collabo. Oh, they uh, should be a duo. Like like a couple of days before. You got to put them together. You really should. You should have, have RVD be like a manager or something. Like, yeah. That'd be so good. <laughs> um, they just say bro and dude to each other all day long. All day long. And then RVD is like his manager and he goes, all right, so he said that he wants a match against you. And someone goes, but all he said was bro. <laughs> like, he's, he's like, a, no, he didn't, he's bro. A, he's a translator. <laughs> <laughs> and then the two of them just ride off in scooters uh, into the sunset. Exactly. There you go. Um, so Seamus. Then they go meet Katie Forbes backstage. Oh go God. on. So hot. <laughs> um, Apollo Crews taking on Big E, and I now going to equate Apollo Crews. He's this, he is SmackDown's AJ Styles. Okay. In that, they go for a championship. Oh, I see where you're going. And then you have some big mofo come in yeah. as your secondary. And Some big dude who also appeared in Raw Underground. And Ra- yes, there's your... <laughs> not, see, I, you just proved my connection. You just proved my connection. You're AJ yeah. Styles, you have Apollo Crews, you have Dabo, <laughs> and you have Omas. And there you go. Uh, Aziz, I believe is what his Aziz, name is now. Get it right. General Aziz, yes. Uh, you get it right. Disrespectful motherfucker. Commander <laughs> Aziz. Commander? That was General. Look it up. All right, fine. Um... Commander Aziz, I think. Are you sure? I'm positive. It's actually his his Instagram handle. Got it. Uh, so Commander General Aziz um, is <laughs> his, his first name's General <laughs> on his license. First name General, last name Commander. Um, yeah. So now he's he's lined up with Apollo Cruz in in this uh, Ugandan uh, Nigerian. Come on, dude. Stop being so disrespectful. He wasn't. He didn't have an accent two weeks ago. Come on, be disrespectful. Who Apollo? Apollo. 
<laughs> pulling this yeah. Kofi Kingston shit. Listen, someone's got to call him out on that. Uh, I just I can't wait for it to. I can't wait for it to happen. But listen, just like Shock G, he's not coming out of character. <laughs> I, I love give, it though. I will give him credit. <laughs> Apollo Cruz is not coming out of character. He's even doing interviews on the bump in in the accent in the Nigerian accent. Yeah, I, listen, I guess you which have I to, guess is a Nigerian accent. You have to stick with it. You have to. You cannot. You cannot pull an Alexa Bliss and be on Twitter showing that you are getting dressed for a Rock of Ages premiere. Street. I don't know if you saw that, but um, you, you're you stalking her. big time. She's on my Twitter, so I follow her on Twitter. She. I, just, I love seeing that she has this character on TV, and then you know, in real life, she just is all pretty and gorgeous, and showing off her fiance Ryan Cabrera, and they're about to watch Rock of Ages, the Broadway musical. Uh, they are going to stream uh, online and with the original cast, and then they she posts this whole thing about we're we're getting dressed in '80s clothes, blah blah blah, and she looks regular, fine. So yep. there's the difference between you know if if I was a, if I was a legit like it's real to me, damn it, fan, that would that would upset me. <laughs> like what? Take it easy, man. What? <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> what is this shit? Why is she dressed like this? But Apollo Cruz stick with the accent. There you go. Uh Speaking of uh, people that just are coming in and brand new and winning championships, Rhea Ripley did that with against Oscar. She is now your, your new Raw Women's Champion, and the first woman to win the NXT UK, NXT, and Raw Women's Championship. Yeah. There you go. The more you know. Yeah. Um, Fast forward to that Tuesday when they had the the women's moment with uh, Raquel Gonzalez in the debut of that was dope. That, that was that was a, a hot moment. Uh, what is her first name? Uh, now it was Tyra, Tyra Valk- Valkyrie. Now it's Frankie Monet. Frankie Monet. Thank Frankie. Thank you. Frankie Monet's debut uh, in NXT, and she's smoking hot. Uh, she leaves the ring, and then you get uh, Rhea Ripley's music hits. The two of them, Gonzalez and Ripley, face to face. They hug it out, and then you hear Belair's music, and then they have their their belt moment. And uh, I thought that was really cool. That yeah. uh, they they showed that. Anyway, uh, coming back uh, to Mania, Ripley defeating Asuka, who is now your new champion, and then your main event, which uh, I, at the end of this, watching this, and watching this with Rob and Stephanie, I applauded, because this was such a great match um, to close out uh, both nights. So you had Reigns and Edge and Brian, and again, telling the story of what's going on in a match, not the lead-up with all the promos, the actual match, mm-hmm. and... It was just just a well told story, and everybody had their moments. Everybody had their time to shine. Uh, for for it to end the way it ended with Reigns pinning the both of them, absolutely impressive. It's a, it's exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah, it was not only is exactly what he yeah, what he said he was going to do, but it was needed in his character development to be the the top guy in all as you say in all of wrestling. That's that's what was needed, and then on SmackDown he has a shirt. <laughs> he has a shirt of the, of him pinning the two of them. Smash them, stack them, pin them, pin them, and then he's on top of the two of them. It, it's just great. This match was absolutely incredible. Um, I would not mind. If and Uso, I'm sorry, Roman and also went. Jay Uso being involved in this from the at the beginning, him getting eliminated, and then at the end, him coming in again, coming full circle. It was just very well told. I'm sorry. Yes, Go ahead. I would not mind if Roman went on a San Martino esque run. Be a while, and just held it for eleven years, six, seven more years. <laughs> he's he's now champion for twelve hundred and fourteen days. Yeah, there you go. 
He'll lose it WrestleMania 2032. <laughs> yeah. 2032. Got it. So in, in 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. WrestleMania. Let's let's make it an even WrestleMania 50. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to keep the belt for another 13 years. Um, I I give the entirety of, of both nights an, an A. I... I hate yeah. giving kudos to WWE because a lot of shit that they put on TV just absolutely sucks. But the yeah, the entirety of everything, uh, with the exception of Nip Slipgate, uh, and that was no fault of hers. Uh, yeah, just absolutely incredible night. Uh, two nights of uh, of Mania. Yeah, it was it was amazing, and it was. I don't think that there is a way for you to go back to a one night WrestleMania anymore. Well, there was talk about. Dallas next year being two nights. Yes, which is going to be difficult because it's Texas and they're already open, mm-hmm. which means next year's WrestleMania will be 100,000 people. And to do 100,000 people two nights in a row, it's going to be a little difficult. It'll be tough. It's going to be tough. But I, at least 75% of them are going to be buying packages for both nights. You say Right. So you say that's tough, but at the same time, if, if I, I'm thinking about, I'm deeply thinking about going out there. And doing it next Listen, year. Listen, I'll tell you this right now. I know for a fact. From Long Island mm-hmm. to Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. is a 24-hour car ride. Okay. I know this. I've done it twice. Jeez. I have family that live like 20 minutes outside of Dallas. Okay. And my dad really kind of doesn't like flying all that much. Wow. 24 hours. So 24 hours flat if you drive straight. Well, how many times, how many times have you driven straight? None. If you sleep in a rest stop for four hours, you get there in two days. Easy. Sleep in a rest stop. <laughs> okay. I swear on everything, that's what we did. We took an 03 Chevy Tahoe, mm. drove it down, stopped in a rest stop right in the ground. fucking Bumblefuck, Tennessee. It's a good time. Got real shady. My dad nudged me. He's like, go take a piss, take your sister. We're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you got it. Uh, and we hit the road again. <laughs> you get out of here. We're about to get lynched. Um. Yeah. So, listen, twenty twenty four hour ride. Okay. Uh, twenty four hour ride. All it right. was two thousand nine. It wasn't you know. Okay. So nineteen forty two. Same thing. It, it'll happen today too. Tennessee. Uh. I, I got. Yeah. I, I got to think that if if someone like me would go out there and c- consider one night, I would consider two nights. Maybe I'll just stay, I'll yeah. get like a cheapo seat for one night and then like splurge for the second night, so it's not like. You know, same kind of well, you want to you want to take into account the card first. You don't want to have. Well, where you said you said cheapo seat for night one, right? Cheapo seat night one, and then yeah, right, yeah. More than likely, that's what it's going to happen. Because the, 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 the main night, main event is going to be night two, right? Like this one here was, was yeah, that, right, right. So yeah, I, I can I can do like a nosebleed seat for night one, and then do like a tier Although like a I second level. I kind of did like the Bianca Belair match. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying more. it was okay. Then then Roman Reigns. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, it, it was that that match was very spear heavy, and that's why I would say some people wouldn't like it. Mm. I did like it. I just liked all the stuff outside the ring that they did. I like all the stuff that they this, even the spears outside. I liked, you know, uh, Roman that, that spot that uh, Edge had when he was standing on the chair, and then Roman Reigns came out of nowhere and speared him. Um, yeah. I, I liked all that outside stuff. And speaking uh, of out of nowhere, mm. you think it's a coincidence? I do. That Edge and Randy Orton were wearing matching gear. I never thought about that. 
until you said yeah. it right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. I thought it was weird that, you know, Randy Orton came out in white trunks with a red trim, and I was like, hmm, that's odd. Mm. And then when Edge came out and did the same thing, I was like, mm, that's really that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. I don't, uh, I don't know what they're doing now, but you have uh, gotten my attention, Mr. McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or it's all a fucking crazy coincidence. They pointed at each other like the Spider-Man meme. Conspiracy. You? You? <laughs> you? <laughs> like eight, eight Spider-Man in a circle. You, me, you, me, you. Uh, that's Mania. That was it. Uh, as far as anything else that happened between Mania and now... Um, uh, not really much of anything. Not much of anything. The only thing I, things I can think of off the top of my head, uh, that Raw this week... Uh, was weird in that, and I mentioned it before, weird in that all the people that should have lost won. So, like, Elias won. Um, uh, Lana and Naomi defeated uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh, uh, yeah, it was just, it, like, from from top to bottom, it was just, like, like alternate universe uh, night. <laughs> and so, this yeah. is just, like, one of those filler nights. There's nothing going on. It's after me. It was Raw Flashpoint. Let's be honest. It was. It was. It was alternate universe uh, Raw, where there's nothing going on. It's after Mania. We're we're done with like all the buildups now, and now we're just being lazy and throwing, recycling every single match that you saw into another night. And yep. with the exception of, it seems like Bianca Belair, and now Bailey is in the picture instead of Sasha Banks. I think there's going to be a little tie-in there eventually. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. You can't have you can't say Bailey without saying Sasha Banks. I I did. I mean, you can, but you it's can. you know they're that's they're the only thing synonymous I, with each other. They are the only thing I did not like. If if I yeah if I have to be, be nitpicky about Mania, the only thing I didn't like was that Bailey had like a cheesy role in it in both nights, and that she yeah. wasn't she wasn't. Although I heard the Bella Twins got booed in that segment when they threw Bailey down the the ramp. Did they really? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody you said you didn't hear it on the broadcast because you know WWE pumps shit in. Sure, sure. But I heard that in Tampa they were getting booed. I did, I did notice that uh, people thought that, uh, uh, not Nikki, uh, Brie, Brie was still pregnant. And no, it was Nikki. Nikki, I'm sorry, right? It was Nikki. Um, and she, you know, they both of them, both of them have gone on record as far as their them uh, trying to work out their bodies <laughs> post pregnancy. Yes. You know, and it's not easy, and and you know, people just have no heart <laughs> and just don't care and want to troll the shit out of people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? What's wrong with your body? Was well, you know, meanwhile, it's some fat three hundred pound guy that says wrestling is real to me. Damn it! And they, uh, yo, I'm I'm like I'm standing right in front of you and got to talk to me like that. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but I, I didn't know it was you. Um, <laughs> look at me! I'm gonna post this shit. <laughs> You're fat. Twitter um, fingers, Twitter fingers, trolls. That is mania, and so again, uh, other than uh, mania and raw being uh, a filler this week, um, Bad Bunny being interviewed for Bad Bunny being interviewed as far as uh, his match, and now he's got on, on tour, and his tickets have completely sold out. Um, going for astronomical prices, people just want to go back to concerts; they'll pay whatever they want to pay. Uh, yeah. And also uh, hearing talk that um, uh, I'm going to butcher his name as I normally do, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Yeah. Okay. Good. Never mind. Uh, I mean that, that that was his. But that was his WWE name, right? 
What is, he? I think, what, is his real name Harry? Harry. So Harry is in talks of actually coming into WWE. He did not look good. He didn't. <laughs> he looked. He, I'll tell you. He, he looks better than Teddy Hart. I will say that. Wow. Have you seen pictures of Teddy Hart recently? I have. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a stretch. <laughs> it's not. It's not a stretch. He does not look good. Yeah, he's fallen on hard times. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he looks like uh, a couple of nights of uh, coke in the in the alley. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't look good. <laughs> nah, not good at all. Looks like a couple of nights of coke in prison. Oh, the Hart family. Um, but I digress. <laughs> yes. That is it. Uh, is there anything else that uh, we need to go over before we get out of here? Really quickly, we had mentioned Pat McAfee, but also Adnan Verk. Oh, yes. He's the new commentator on Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. his new play-by-play guy. Mm-hmm. Pat McAfee, obviously the GOAT, is on Friday Night SmackDown. Some people are calling him Mr. Friday Night already. <laughs> Who are these people, and why are you saying that? <laughs> I am one of those people. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said, who are these people, and why are you saying that? Um, the only other thing I could think of was Jericho. Jericho on Broken Skull. Kicking open the Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door is broken down, and uh, if you get a chance to watch it, I highly advise you do. Yes, um, absolutely. It was just so good. And uh, and also, that's, that's the other thing. So in, in connection with Broken Skulls, in biography... For Stone Cold, you learn that he went through, uh, as far as post-career, post-wrestling career, he wanted to do acting. He went into acting, and it really wasn't for him after a certain point, so he wanted to do hosting. And so the podcast realm came calling, and so that's where this kind of stemmed from. So he has the show on USA, um, and he has has this. And uh, he does such a great job of, of getting just to say enough and shutting up. And a huge, a huge... Mark of of uh, a great host is just to be able to say what happened with this situation here in this time, and then go, and then the balls in the the the, the guest corner, and they just take and go, um, and that's exactly what Jericho did. And Jericho can talk, and he'll he'll talk you into uh, stories that you know he can only tell you from this point of view, and why this was great for him on this night, and. Uh, when he won the unified belts, why he was alone at the end of the night because Rock had already left the building and he was by himself. And the story of him uh, going to the hotel that night when he won the belts, ordering a Domino's pizza. He left his keys in the in the hotel room. Yeah. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't get back in, so he had to tell the – he even remembered the, the clerk's name. Had to, had to have the clerk open the door. He was using a fake name. Using a fake name, having the clerk open the door. Uh, a fake name for the the not the clerk for him. No, 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 for Jericho. For Jericho, right? Having the clerk open the door, the clerk is saying, "Describe what's in your room," and he's like, "Well, you're gonna see two title belts because I'm the champ." <laughs> it's like, uh, yes, <laughs> that's me. And then his pizza fell on the floor, face down. <laughs> it's just like like all those stories. Just it, it was such a, it, incredible to hear Jericho's uh, story, and, and from that point, from the beginning, from that point. AEW, even talking about that with with Stone Cold, as far as like Tony Khan and and hearing all these names and Kenny Omega, him talking about that in Japan, and multiple AEW stars too. Yeah, yeah. Shout, he gave shout outs to Hangman, the Young Bucks, all these different people that if it hadn't been Orange, for Jericho, Orange Cassidy. nobody would Orange Cassidy. Yeah, but if it hadn't been for Jericho, they wouldn't have been even remotely mentioned on no the Peacock. And, and it, right, and he, he also mentioned as far as him, uh, you know, taking taking the company on his shoulders for the first year, which he did. 
He absolutely did. As a champion, he oh, yeah. he was AEW, which is incredible to think about because you know, looking back on his days at WCW, excuse me, and then fast forward to now, to twenty nineteen when the company started. And him just being that guy, he was the guy, and yeah. so up until and up until the the company was able to build characters and build up those storylines and get the proper wrestling mindset for these people and fans being behind them, up until that point, you didn't know. I, how did I know who the Hangman Adam Page was? I, I had no clue. I had no clue who the Young Bucks were, unless you watched New Japan. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure people I like. Did. Okay, but not because I watched New Japan, because I was active on Twitter. Okay. Right, but <laughs> for the most part, yeah. I mean, you're you're yeah, seeing this no, new the company. Casual wrestling fan is not going to know who who the hang, Hangman and, and the Young Bucks and and a Kenny Omega were or well, Marty Scroll, but he's not in AEW. I, I don't consider myself a, a casual fan, but I, I still didn't know who these these people were. I didn't watch yeah. New Japan. I didn't know. I knew who I knew of Kenny Omega. I knew of Young Bucks. I've never seen a match of theirs ever. Yeah. So they come over to this company, and you know they're 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 big signees because they're big everywhere else but here. And so, yeah, that's it. they're basically starting over. That's the thing. The, the weird thing is that they're so big, but yet they're starting over, and you know, getting into everybody's mind mindset and hearts, and and you know, you have feelings towards this person or, or this person, and you didn't have that until you know Jericho started off and and took it from there. I will also mm-hmm. say uh, I am very cringed by the fact that Inner Circle is our faces now. I'll just put that out there. I'm not cringing at the fact that at the fact that their faces. Not the I'm fact cringing that cringing at some of the stuff that Jericho, like the musical tune, we didn't need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it was it funny? Some of the one liners he had, yeah. Did they have to jump it down our throats no. that MJF was on Rosie O'Donnell? No, they didn't. We knew that already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't have to mention it 20 times. I, I just, him calling him my jerk off friend was hilarious was the first fun. week. Yeah. He's, he's gonna the best it. part about the inner circle right now was that Santana promo that he cut. Yeah, well, the, the promo that Santana cut was awesome. So Santana cut that promo this past week, but then the week before was the the bombshell according to Jr. Uh, promo that Jericho cut, which was yeah. incredible, an incredible promo, amazing. Um, it, you know, again, he is by far one of the best uh, ever uh, on the mic uh, mm-hmm. to come up with a promo, and so he he did that last week. But it's not not the idea of inner circle. Let me rephrase that. Not the idea of inner circle being faces, but the, how he comes on the mic and says, "Hey, it's great to see everybody again, and uh, it's nice yeah. to be here." Like that that kind of thing, kind of like, you know, it, like you're you're in that mindset as well as just saying, you know, these shitty people and, and saying the word, <laughs> saying the word shit, and and kind of cutting this R-rated promo, but at the same time, kind of like kissing ass to the fans. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's it. Whew. Good times. Though. I was about to sneeze. I'm oh, sorry. You held that in. Good for you. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. So you so you can sneeze. Just so you can sneeze. Um, Let's put a bow on it. It's good to be back as per usual. And uh, we will be back next week talking all things uh, AEW again with NXT and WrestleMania Backlash and all the matches that we already saw. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to uh, chime in here before we head on out? I think that's it. I leave you with some more. Yo, get it twisted. This rap is mine. 
Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Sons of Slam, please hit us up on the Twitter. Anything you want to talk about, we are here for you. Sons of Slam show on Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, we are here. God, I love this song. My name is Chris Mindell. Joe, nice seeing you, Getting busy with it But I got such a good heart That I make the mother uh, Wonder if you did it Damn right And I do it again Cause yeah. I am like So I got to win Break bread with the enemy No matter how many cats I break bread with I break who you sending me You motherfucker Never wanna know What your life saved That's on a life day I'm getting down Down Like it said freeze But won't be the one Ending up on his knees Please But the only thing you can't steal Was came out to play Stay out my way Motherfuckers we gonna rock Do we gonna fall Do we let it pop Don't let it go what? X gon' give it to ya He gon' give it to ya X gon' give it to ya He gon' give it to ya First we gonna rock Do we gonna fall Do we let it pop Don't let it go X gon' give it to ya uh. He gon' give it to ya X gon' give it to ya uh. He gon' give it to ya He ain't never gave nothing to me but every time I turn around Cats got their hands out Wasn't something from it I ain't got it So you can't get it Let's leave it at that Cause I with full strength, I'm a jail, so I face the world like a girl in the bullpen. You against me, me against you. Whatever, whenever the you gon' do, I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing. Only that you know who can chill, come back and get the streets open. I've been doing this for 19 years. Wanna fight me? Fight these tears. I put in work and it's all for the kids. But these cats done forgot what work is. They don't know who we be looking, but they don't know who they see. First we gonna rock, then we gonna fall Then we let it pop, don't let it go X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya First we gonna rock, then we gonna fall Then we let it pop, don't let it go X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya where am I? Dad! I know I got him down in the... The Sons of Slam Podcast 